It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. And then all the hoopla, why, you know, disappeared, <laughs> and we're back to normal. Welcome to Basketball <laughs> Friday Night in West Virginia, episode 101. That's right. We didn't just stop last week. It might have almost felt like a, the party a finale, but we've got, we got more basketball, guys. We've got three good weeks of basketball, really two full weeks of basketball ahead of us, and uh, that's it. I mean, it's like we are almost done. That is hard to believe, and we say that every year, but it really is true. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. I'm Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville and Rick Marone. Boys sectional finals all over the place tonight. Some amazing performances tonight. Some games that were somewhat surprising, and some games that went just about as you expected. A good mix of all three, because tournament time is crazy. The girls' basketball state tournament also set. We'll go through the schedule for that as well tonight. And but Joe, uh, you know, this has been this has been a kind of a hectic night. March madness. It, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I it mean, has been crazy. As, as you'll see as we get into it tonight. Like you said, uh, some very close scores went right down to the wire. We had a few games go into overtime, triple overtime, in one matchup. We'll talk about in a minute. And then a couple of blowouts that were kind of surprising. Yes, and we had a, you know a young man score forty four points tonight, go over the two thousand career point mark tonight, and that game was not necessarily surprising who won, but oh my that margin. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Yeah, it's it's a, uh, a smorgasbord of basketball, if you will. This entire week has Ryan, and it's really a springboard into what we have coming ahead, which is really awesome. It's like being on a roller coaster, as you mentioned, just a couple weeks. It's going to come to a stop. But uh, there's some great storylines tonight. I can't wait to get into it. And, you know, to have a triple overtime game with the final score that we're going to share with people here in a minute, their mind is going to be swimming thinking, what? So a lot of great great storylines And there was a lot of great sectional games this late this week leading up to tonight's sectional finals. So, so there, there's a lot of good basketball to talk about. And I say good basketball because – a lot of these games were very close, down to the wire, in, in terms of these sectional tournament games as we get closer to having the regional field set uh, across the state for the boys. And again, the girls' state tournament is set in stone. And uh, Coach Rome, lots to talk about with that tournament, too. A ton to talk about, and we're going to have wall-to-wall coverage up there like we've done the last several years, Ryan. We've got our whole team uh, going to be descending on uh, Charleston. I'm not going to tempt the name of the venue yet. I'm going to let you break the ice on that tonight. I'm going to keep calling it the Coliseum. Uh, but it's going to be great. Uh, we're going to have all that coverage. And then the boys move into the regional round this coming week. So uh, it's just exciting, and uh, it's what we build up to throughout the year. It should be great. It's an amazing time of year. We have one game postponed. We've got one game that's still ongoing. And just there's so much to talk about. So let's get started. Let's get our first check of the basketballnight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit basketballnight.com. I'll take the girls' scores. There were none. <laughs> All right. That's because it, the state tournament is set for next week. All those regional games have been played. So nothing but boys' action on the floor tonight. And let's go through these scores now. And I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll do the leadoff one here. I, I normally come in later in the show for that, but I'll do this right off the bat. Wheeling Park defeats John Marshall tonight, 65-38. And a stunner 
not in the terms of who won here, but in terms of how they won in Region 1, Section 2 of Class AAA. University defeats Morgantown. 108-57. Wow. Caden Matheny with 44 points goes over 2,000 for his career. A 51-point win for the Hawks over a team that beat them on their home floor earlier this year. Unreal. Martinsburg beats Hedgesville tonight, 65-53. And a bit of a surprise in the AAA Region 2 Section 2 final. Washington defeats Jefferson, 73-72. Washington was the first president. It's actually not named after him, but that's not the point. You get what I'm getting at here. George Washington wins tonight over St. Albans, 69-54. The Red Dragons have played good basketball, but George Washington a little too strong tonight. Woodrow Wilson squeaks past Princeton, 68-64. A barrage of threes from Parkersburg South lifts the Patriots to a 71-51 win over Parkersburg. Also tonight, a squeaker, Cabell Midland, defeats Spring Valley, 58-57. In Class AA, Frankfurt and Kaiser. A Mineral County showdown with a lot on the line. A home game in the regional co-finals on the line. They are in double overtime right now. Last update, that score was tied at 60. Fairmont Senior with a surprise win. That sounds weird to even say those words because they've been so good over the past few years. But Fairmont Senior takes a 500 record out of sectional play with a sectional championship by defeating North Marion tonight, 57 51. So North Marion will travel to the the winner of that Kaiser Frankfurt game. Fairmont Senior will host the loser of that one. Robert C. Bird wins its 22nd consecutive game. The Eagles beat Bridgeport tonight, 30, 45 to 35. Lewis County with a stunner over Braxton County, 72 57. The Minutemen get the win. They are now 10 and 15 on the season. Braxton County falls to 17 and 7. Wow. Bluefield. For the second time this year, beats Shady Spring. This time, a little bit bigger of a margin. 80-64, to 64, the Beavers get the win. They're playing their best basketball this season. Shady Spring loses for the second time all year. Both losses to Bluefield. Also tonight, it was Polka defeating Winfield in triple <laughs> overtime. 41-39. That was a 9-5 game at halftime. Winfield stalled the ball out, gave themselves a chance to win, but they just could not complete the upset bid tonight. In Mingo County, it was a Logan County showdown at Mingo Central. Chapmanville wins the rubber match with Logan, 57-51. Tigers win the sectional. Wheeling Central defeats Cameron tonight, 63-56. It was Magnolia over St. Mary's in another tight ball game, 63-56. Excuse me, 62-59. Magnolia beats St. Mary's. Also tonight, Pendleton County is undefeated, 21-0, or the Wildcats. They defeat Moorfield, 61-56. One game tonight was postponed. Greater Beckley Christian and Mount View, they'll try it again tomorrow. Also, Williamstown goes to 23-1 with a 64-42 win over Parkersburg Catholic. And Tug Valley's going to host a regional co-final in Naugatuck as the Panthers get the win over Van tonight, 65-56. That is a check of your basketballnight.com scoreboard. You know what the good news is? None of these teams were completely eliminated. They all got have at least one more game as the losers will get to travel and go on the road to play the opposite uh, sectional uh, for the in the regional. So, so the uh, the AAA co finals. We like all the, all that is set. You will have Morgantown at Wheeling Park. You have John Marshall at University. 
Jefferson will visit Martinsburg. Hedgesville will travel to Washington. It will be Princeton at George Washington, St. Albans at Woodrow Wilson. It will be Parkersburg at Cabell Midland and Spring Valley at Parkersburg South, all that in AAA. In AA, you're going to have North Marion going to the winner of that Frankfurt-Kaiser game ongoing right now. The loser of that Frankfurt-Kaiser game travels to Fairmont Senior. Robert C. Bird will host Braxton County, while Lewis County will host Bridgeport. Again, that, all that taking place. There's still <laughs> another sectional game to be played in Region 3, Section 1. So we'll talk about that later. But Logan will travel to Polka. Polka beat them at the Dot Dome last year. Logan beat Polka in the regular season at the Dot Dome this year. So that'll be a fantastic game. Winfield will travel to Chapmanville. Also, we will have St. Mary's at Wheeling Central. Cameron at Magnolia. And the other matchup that is set right now is the Region 4 Class Single A co-finals. Van will travel to Williamstown. Parkersburg Catholic makes the trip to Tug Valley. Tell you what, uh, there is going to be some great regional matchups. As Joe mentioned, everyone advances to the next round out of those sectional finals, but there's a big difference in having to load up and head on the road to the winner of that other section. But who would have thought? I mean, you're polka, you survive kind of that that scare, and then what do you have waiting for you in the regional? you got Logan, Logan coming. And those teams, Joe, really all four of those teams that are in those co-finals are in the Cardinal Conference, very familiar with each other. And as Ryan mentioned, I think a dangerous – both those games could be dangerous games for those teams. Well, I mean, you know, the Scots Galks almost upset – uh, Logan uh, Wednesday night in Chapmanville, you know, just in a sectional play. So, you know, there's a lot of good teams out there, and that's why they play the game. You, you know, we had a big upset from a record standpoint, from a seeding standpoint, in girls basketball in a regional co-final. Morgantown went on the road and pulled the upset at Wheeling Park, who had been considered one of the top two or three best teams in the state. It's a big win for Morgantown's girls earlier this week. And those are regionals, Ryan, so those are one and done. So Wheeling Park is out. Uh, You know, you get to that regional level, and from there on, it's – you know, it's uh, Joe. It's win in advance, or you lose, lose and go you, home. you get out the spikes yeah. for softball. So big <laughs> win there for Morgantown. And Jason White is the head coach of the Mohegans. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Coach White, not often that we get to talk to you from an underdog standpoint, but your team was able to go on the road, get a big win, and get back to the state tournament. What's that mean for this program? Well, it's huge for our program. It's huge for our kids. Uh, maybe not a lot of people know, but you know, Morgantown High this year is really young. We've got 18 kids in the program, and half of those 18 are freshmen. So uh, no seniors in this bunch. So this is huge for us, huge for our confidence, huge for our program to get back down to Charleston, huge for these kids who uh, started off the year kind of rocky as we as we grew up together. But uh, they persevered. They kept coming to practice every day. They didn't quit, and and find ourselves cutting down nets in a regional nothing like it as well and, and coming out of being a sectional runner-up and going to beat a team that was 20 and 3 on the season uh as as was wheeling park when that game took place and, and obviously you've had a lot of success at the state tournament over the course of the past seven seasons but is this one a little bit sweet does this feel any different uh it, it, i've told the kids several times this is this team reminds me so much of my first year back in 2014 when we entered sectionals at 12 and 8. We had to play a number two team in the state in our section that was University High. 
we upset them, sent them to play number one, Parkersburg South. Um, entered the, the state tournament as a six seed, uh, advanced, uh, beat Huntington in the first round, who was the three, then Greenbrier East, who was the two, and, and played Parkersburg South for the state championship and, and was fortunate enough to win that game. And this team just all year long has reminded me of that team. I mean, we had to grow up and grow together and learn from our mistakes. And, and, and this, this team's got a little bit of that in them. Hey, Coach uh, Coach Marone here. Congratulations. Uh, was there a point in the season you mentioned they really progressed throughout the year? They kept kind of grinding it out and working and getting better. But was there a point maybe in the back half of the season where you kind of felt like, hey, things have really come together and this group's really gelling and uh, things really started to move forward? Well, yeah, I think there was, Coach. Um, always good to talk to you again. Uh you know, we, we were sitting in a locker room at the Big Atlantic Classic. We just played Woodrow Wilson, who happens to be our first-round opponent here in the state tournament. And, and, and we played them down there on their home court in Beckley and, and had just gotten beat. And uh, we sat in that locker room. We said, we're 5-10. and 10. We've got seven winnable games. Now, our schedule's tough. We've got to go on the road on some of those games. But we felt like if we could – if we could if we could come together, we had seven winnable games. We had a tough summer's coming team the next day or two days later to play in the Big Atlantic uh, consolation game. We still had a road trip in the Little General to play South Charleston. We started to go to the Eastern Panhandle and play Martinsburg again. But we just felt like those were all teams that if we played well, we would have a chance. And that's all we could ask for was a chance. And those kids made up their mind right then and there that they no longer – we're going to wait, you know, I mean, with no seniors, it's nobody's banner year, you know, so, so they, they kind of had in the back of their mind early in the season, I think thought, Hey, we're playing for next year. But in that locker room that night, they kind of made that decision of why not us? And why not now? Why, why can't we be a team that gets right and gets hot at the right time? And, and they really buckled down and played. And then I thought they get, they gained so much confidence by going down to little general, there at West Virginia State and beating a really good South Charleston team in their own neck of the woods down there, and, and the way that we did it, you know, we were we, get, we got a 19 point lead there at the end of the third quarter, and then had to persevere because South Charleston went on a big run, and we had a lot of end of game situations that our kids had to, to to buckle down and make some big foul shots and and hold on on the end. But I thought that just you could just see our confidence grow. Morgantown girls coach Jason White joining us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. One final question for you, Coach. It's not an easy one, though. What does your team have to do different against Woodrow Wilson, a team that beat you earlier? Like you mentioned, that was kind of it's like coming full circle in many ways because it was that Woodrow game that maybe set the table for the run you've been on, and now you get Woodrow on Wednesday morning at the state tournament in the quarterfinals. Well, I think – First and foremost, we've got to prepare. Um, you know, I thought our kids' attention to to detail leading up to Wheeling Park and their execution of that game plan was was the best that we had had all year. So we've got to have you know three more really good practices leading up to this game where the kids are really focused and their attention to detail. But you know, Woodrow is also a team that's kind of gotten hot at the at the right time as well. They're they're playing really good basketball right now. They're so athletic. They've got good size. They're physical. They rebound the ball. They attack the rim. Um, you know, Coach Neighbors does a great job, and you know they're going to buckle down and play you defensively. So our kids have to handle some pressure. Our kids, you know, have never – none of these kids have ever played in the state tournament. They can't get wide-eyed. they they got to stay under control, and they've got to handle Beckley's, you know, physicality and their pressure early. 
and uh, we need to make this game uh, a defensive battle and, and not one where we're trying to fly up and down the court with them. Jason White, head coach of the Morgantown girls basketball team, the number seven seed in the Class AAA state tournament. They will take on number two Woodrow Wilson Wednesday morning, eleven fifteen at the Charleston Coliseum. Coach Jason White, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, as always, thanks for having me, guys. All right, always a pleasure. We will right now. We're going to go. We'll talk with Bill Nestor in a moment. We'll talk with Gunnar Ritchie, Eric Little. Lake and McKinney. We'll talk with all of them in just a moment. Right now, let's go over to the score desk to Spencer Dupuy. He has a scoreboard update. Yeah, a scoreboard update here. We now have all the scores. You can go to basketballnight.com to see all those, but big one in the class. Double A Section 1 or Region 1 Section 1 Championship as the Kaiser Golden Tornadoes defeat the Frankfurt Falcons 71-70. Sean C. had, a, had two chances to win it for Kaiser at the line with .2 seconds left in regulation, but he missed both, so they went to overtime. Nobody won in overtime, so they went to a double overtime, and Jansen Knotts did, did as he could with, seven, with a 37-point night. But during that 37-point uh, night, the Golden tornado, Tornadoes stood tough on the final defensive stand to win the sectional finals. And back to you guys. Thanks, Spencer. So a big win for the Kaiser Golden Tornado. It means they will host in the regional co-finals next week. We've got to have a side take a break. When we come back, talk Bill Nestor, WPDX, about Robert C. Bird in his 22nd consecutive win. Gunnar Ritchie, a broadcaster with Magnolia High School. Also have Eric Little, WVBV in Parkersburg. And Lakin McKinney of the Pike View Panthers. That girls basketball team headed back to the state tournament. All that and much more when basketball Friday night in West Virginia rolls on. You're on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them tonight, go to basketballnight.com. Thanks for joining us. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Haley McClure, Greenbrier, East Spartans, Ryan Leap, Lincoln Cougars, Gage Huffman, Tyler Consolidated Knights, Rachel Bates, Valley Wetzel, Lumberjills, Obina and Chili Killen, Chapmanville Tigers, Janiah Fargo, Musselman Lady Appleman, Sam Cremines, Williamstown Yellow Jackets, Calissa Lacey, George Washington Patriots, Nick Smith, Preston County Knights, Emily Hutchinson, Grace Christian Soldiers, K.J. McClung, University Hawks. What they've all got in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? Well, you can nominate your team's athletes to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, and this week too, we consider... Nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select the Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com. Click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. And, hey, we want you to be part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, too. Follow us on Twitter. At hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Tweet us your team's scores, comments on the games, anything you want us to know. We'll share it with the audience. Big shout out to Eddie Bradley, the real Wilburn, Jeffrey Peel, Corey Wilson. They just joined us on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. They're part of the family. They're new followers. 
Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses, and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline, where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Welcome back to Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Full house with you tonight. Full house on the phones, too. So we're just going to start knocking these out as quickly as we can. Right now, let's go to Lakin McKinney. She plays for the Pike View Panthers. They are going to the state tournament. That's a team that's playing really good basketball right now as they beat Wyoming East in the regional co-final earlier this week. And they beat them in stunning fashion, not necessarily that they won. They'd already beaten Wyoming East in New Richmond a little less than three weeks ago, but beat them 83-51 in the Region 3 co-final. Lakin McCain joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. First off, Lakin, congratulations on making the state tournament. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tell me about uh, the way this team has been playing down the stretch. Uh, it's hard to imagine that uh, really you could ask for a whole, uh, a whole lot more. Yeah, well, we had a rocky road starting out. We lost a few games that we definitely shouldn't have, but we're definitely peaking at the right time. With these past few games, we've been playing pretty well. And your coach, Karen Miller, uh, obviously announcing that at the end of this season, that's it. She's hanging it up. She's going to retire. Is that something that you all even think about at this point, or are you just so focused on just win the game in front of you? Uh, that's behind us right now. We just kind of focus on winning the game, but she's coached for a long time and made a few state appearances and stuff, so we definitely want to finish the season off great for her. Your team's kind of come alive here lately. What does it feel like to, uh, to just keep advancing, keep winning at this point in the season? It's great because I mean, we had a goal at the beginning of the season to make it upstate, but now our goal is to make it even farther. And the way we're playing right now, I think we have a good chance to go pretty far upstate. Hey, Lakin, uh, you know, Pikeview's been to the state tournament before. Uh, Coach Miller obviously has a lot of experience being there. But over the last few years with Wyoming East and West Side kind of coming out of your region, uh, how, uh, how do you feel the team is getting prepared uh, to go into a different environment? I know everybody's going to be excited, but to kind of keep focused on the task at hand. Yeah, I mean, we we don't have any experience up there, obviously, but we just have to keep our heads in the game and our emotions, like, they're going to obviously be high, so we just have to keep ourselves under control. But I think we'll be okay once we get settled into the game. Your ball club will play in the opener Wednesday morning, 9.30, against number three seed Fairmont Senior. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun, I'm sure. Lakin McKinney of Pikeview High School, girls basketball player. Lakin, once again, congratulations on making the state tournament, and thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. All right, and uh, definitely a, a big time down in the Athens area. Yeah, big time, and I've taken on the defending champion. So, uh, you know, if you're going to jump in, jump in the deep end and be the first <laughs> game out of the shoot. I tell you, Ryan, we'll talk about that later in the program. Uh, 
there's been a lot of discussion about the 9.30 start times. That's not obviously a time that anybody really plays during the year, but we'll talk about that uh, if that plays a factor. Obviously, it's the same for both squads. But in Pikeview's defense, <laughs> Fairmont's pretty much a, a totally different team other than have one over, player. Right. right. Pikeview has nobody that's been to the state tournament right. on the squad, so <laughs> – It'll be interesting. That's something we'll definitely keep an eye on. We'll talk Pat Jones in a couple of moments, head coach of Nitro. We'll also talk with Dave Wilson, WAJR. He had the call of that Morgantown University game. We'll talk with Dave in just a minute. Let's get right back to the phone. So Bill Nestor, WPDX, voice of the Robert C. Bird Flying Eagles, joins us now. And, Bill, 22 in a row and another stellar defensive performance for the Eagles to claim a sectional championship. Hey, guys, this is basketball great. Usually streaking is frowned upon, but basketball is a good thing. It is. It is wonderful. <laughs> you know, you talk about the defense. Coming into this game, RCB had beaten Bridgeport twice this year, holding them to single digits in four of the eight quarters they played. No exception to the first half, held them to single digits. As a matter of fact, only allowing 15 first-half points to jump out to the 16-point halftime lead. To give Bridgeport credit, cutting that lead in half to eight points at the end of the third quarter, but a fantastic finish in the fourth frame. RCB wins it behind stellar play of Bryson Lucas, 18 points in the game, and Tommy Hawkins with 11. So RCB gets the sweep of the Bridgeport Indians and advance with an opportunity to stay at Winning Away and play the regional there and a chance to move on to Charleston. Hey, Bill, Joe Linville here. You've got uh, your one win away pretty much to, to head back to Charleston. Uh, what's, the, what's the attitude of the team? Are they confident enough they can make that happen? I think so. You know, uh, I watched the players prior to the, the uh, game and the warm-ups. They all looked to be business-like. They had the right approach to it, uh, very focused, very intense. They've had a goal from the start of the season, and they've worked hard to get to where they are now, and then they're, they're one step away. And some of these players remember a couple years ago playing Braxton County uh, away and losing to Braxton County, so some of them are looking for a little bit of a payback. So that could be an extra added incentive for some of those guys as well. One senior on the team in Corey Miles – uh, scoring a thousand points earlier this year, they'd love to get him to Charleston and see what happens from there. So they're playing for a lot of different causes. They're playing for each other, and that's always a good thing. So Robert C. Bird will host a regional game next week. Uh, that should be a, a lot of fun. It's always fun this time of year. Those games are, are always a blast. But it will be Braxton County, and I'm not sure that people many thought that Lewis County would beat Braxton tonight. No, I didn't think so. A lot of people didn't think so. But you know, this time of year, anything can happen, guys, and that's. That's what happened there in that case. And, you know, Braxton County, very talented team. And it'll be a challenge for RCB. But, you know, the best part about Coach Bill Bennett, you give him time to prepare for a team, and, and he does a great job getting his team uh, up for teams, and he'll do a great job scouting uh, Braxton County. And I can tell you they'll be ready to play come next Thursday. Bill Nestor, WPDX, voice of the Robert C. Bird Flying Eagles, pick up their 22nd straight win tonight. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. Guys, as always, thank you so much for having me on. Have a great rest of the show and a great weekend as well. Thanks. Greatly appreciate that. Again, Bill Nestor, WPDX. Let's go right back to the phone lines. Again, we'll get Eric Little in just a moment along with Pat Jones, head coach of Nitro. We'll talk with Dave Wilson, WAJR, in just a moment as well. Right now, we go to Gunnar Ritchie, a broadcaster for Magnolia High School. And before we talk with Gunnar, we have a, a clip we want to play. As Magnolia got the win tonight in the sectional they were able to defeat St. Mary's 62-59. That game came right down to the buzzer. Hey, hey, he 
the call of Magnolia's win. Gunner Richie joins us now. And Gunner, how you feeling right now? It's kind of got your voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta, that's, a, that's a great call. Uh, yeah, I still have my voice, but uh, yeah, I mean, pretty happy right now. <laughs> what, what, a ball, what a ball game. What a game to call and what a shot from Trevor Williamson. Uh, tell me about how that game ebbed and flowed. It was 59-59 right down to the wire before that. Tell me how they got there. Well, I mean, Magnolia was ahead by 10. I mean, I mean, great shooting all over the place, missed some free throws, and then we had three of our starters foul out. Uh, Jacob Gamble, uh, Gavin Postweight, and Trent Shabblehood all fouled out for us. And, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was looking kind of rough. We had a freshman in, uh, Campbell Toman, and we had to sub in Drew Clegg and Austin Beverlin, both of those guys, and Chase Glover along with that, too. So now Magnolia will host Cameron in a regional co-final next week and an opportunity for the Blue Eagles to get back to the state tournament. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, last time we played Cameron, we did beat them. I mean, it was a great game. You know, I've been calling all these home games, and one thing I have seen is when the student section shows up, our team does, too. And they, they were definitely uh, in full force on both accounts tonight. Magnolia gets the win over St. Mary's on a three by or a three right at the end of the game with 1.1 seconds left by Trevor Williamson. 62-59 the final on that one. Gunnar Ritchie, broadcaster of Magnolia High School. Thanks so much for hanging in with us. Good call tonight. And uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. All right. And, uh, it's hard to get your bearings after a game like that. It just is. And, uh, and for a high school broadcaster, he, he did a great job. Good job. Yeah. Really good job, absolutely. And again, that's a step back three from the left wing from Trevor Williamson and a win tonight for Magnolia. We've got to step aside, take a break. We'll, we'll come back. We'll talk with Eric Bull, WVVB. Pat Jones, head coach of the Nitro Girls basketball team. They're in the state tournament for the first time since making the AAA field in 2007. And we'll talk with Dave Williamson. Or Dave Williamson. Whoa. Whoa. You're in trouble. Dave. You're in trouble now. I want to hear about oh, no. that one. No. Oh, no. The perfect show has been ruined. <laughs> Back with more basketball Friday night in West Virginia after this. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Hey, don't forget to join us online voting this week's poll. You've got till 1145 tonight. And, of course, we'll share the results with you. This week's question. Do you think there should be a mercy rule in West Virginia high school basketball? Should there be a mercy rule in West Virginia high school basketball? Give us a yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com, vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. And you've got till 1145 tonight. Don't forget, join us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. We want you to be part of the Basketball Friday Night West Virginia family. And hey, careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with a combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and the life of the game 
Will you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the Thundering Herd on our Huntington campus? Go behind player stats and game scores. Learn to report compelling stories. Become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's WPH Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. We're checking out all the social media posts and followers and everything. And Join us at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Shout out to SV fan Joel Geary, Casey Laurie, Meredith Mayer, and Missy. They're all part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. You know, they, they get my name right, at least. So uh, I, I, the, the, the least I can do is get everyone else's name you right. You would think. Especially people I've known for almost 20 years. So you would think I would be a little bit better at that by now. Karma. Yes, it's going to come back and get me. Dave, we'll, we'll turn you loose in just a moment on me. Just give me a moment here. We'll, we'll talk with w, uh, VVV's Eric Little. Yeah, the Parkersburg, Parkersburg South game in just a moment. But right now, let's go to the phones and to Pat Jones, head coach of the Nitro Girls basketball team. Nitro's girls winning a spectacular overtime game at Lincoln County. And now we'll play Lincoln in the state tournament. Coach Jones joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, Coach, that was a stressful game earlier this week, was it? Yeah, it was definitely a stressful game last night for sure. Had me, uh, had me in some different palpitations, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a ball club that uh, I, I think has shown a lot of character just in the postseason alone. It's last nine days you had a big comeback in a place that you hadn't won. You had a, a you know a game where it didn't go as well against Winfield in the sectional final, but bounced back, go to Hamlin, beat Lincoln County in overtime, and what what a roller coaster couple of, or you know basically week you've had. Yeah, these girls, uh, I mean, they're young. We've got a lot of sophomores and juniors. We got a couple seniors, but you know they've really matured over the last really week and a half, probably two weeks, maybe the last couple games of the post or pre regular season. But, um, you know, to go to Wayne and play in that type of environment, you know, and come back from about 21 down was, I mean, it showed a lot of growth from them for sure. And then go to Lincoln last, Lincoln County last night and uh, the way they played and, you know, they stuck together as a team was really impressive and it showed me a lot. Hey, Coach, uh, congratulations again on making the state tournament. Ryan mentioned in the intro, uh, you know, back in the days of the AAA, days where Nitro was there with the Megan Withrow and that group uh, going through. But uh, you've really – I know the work you've put in there and building the program. Uh, I know Bailey Goins uh, is, an, is an awesome player, and she's a great player, but I know you've got a supporting cast as well. And as you mentioned, to go into Wayne and get a win – and then to bounce back. And Lincoln County, not an easy place to play either. You probably feel, I, I would think, that you all are battle-tested going through that Cardinal Conference. So going into the state tournament with a new group, probably uh, as prepared as you can be, I would have to think. I know you'll be excited to be there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we've really, like I just said earlier, we've grown a lot 
in the past week and just in the Cardinal Conference in general. And then, you know, our sectional is always tough. You know, you got Wayne, you got Winfield, you got the Pokas, you got the Sissonvilles. Uh, you know, some teams have been down this year. But, you know, overall, the Cardinal Conference in general with Chapmanville, you know, Mingo, Logan, it really prepares you for the postseason and, uh, you know, gets you ready for the state tournament. So to make it to the state tournament, you know, it shows you that if you can compete and, you know, battle yourself through the Cardinal Conference in that section and regional, you know, you you should be in the state tournament and, you know, you have a good shot. Hey, Coach, uh, last night, uh, you know, you were tied up at the end of regulation. You went on a 10-1 run in overtime. What was the difference? Uh, honestly, in the fourth quarter, we could see that they were kind of getting tired down and uh, one of their their other ball handlers, uh, number 15, not sure of the name, uh, she was kind of helping bring the ball up the court a lot. Well, when she fouled out, we noticed that you know, they were down to kind of one, you know, strong ball handler. So we kind of put the pressure on her and, you know, it was going to make her, you know, if they were going to win, they were going to go through her. And I think we just put a press on with about two minutes left in regulation that kind of wore them down. And we just stuck with it in overtime and stayed, kept pressuring the ball and pressuring them. And it just really warmed down. And, you know, Bailey Goins just did Bailey Goins type things the entire game. And, I mean, she just didn't slow down in overtime. She just continued to, you know, push forward. I mean, she's not came out of the game in any game this postseason so she's played you know 32 minutes at wayne 32 at winfield and then 32 you know last night well actually 36 last night with the overtime <laughs> you know the, to see her do some of the things that she does it's just absolutely incredible she averages she's averaging 43 points a game in your last three games right now 45 last night in that win and this is what i want to talk to you about here for just a moment it, it's you're in you're in a unique situation it's almost a double-edged sword You've got perhaps the most, you know, individually skilled offensive basketball player in the state of West Virginia, Bailey Goins. You also see just about every kind of defense imaginable and some that I don't think anybody else has imagined beforehand. That can be difficult to, to kind of prepare for games because you, I think you've seen every type of creative, quote-unquote, junk defense there is. <laughs> Yes, unfortunately I have. Um, and that's what I was telling him in the locker room last night. You know, I told Bailey, you know, I'm a little biased because obviously I'm our coach. I said, but, you know, if you're not the state player of the year, I don't know who it would be because you go in night in, night out, and you're playing double teams, you're playing triple teams. I mean, you know, everyone is focusing on you. And for her to come out and still score 45 points and, you know, average eight to nine assists a game and seven and eight rebounds, um, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, but at the same time, you can see it wearing on her, and you can see her getting exhausted. And I just, I mean, she gets a third win, a fourth win, a fifth win. I mean, she just keeps going. I mean, it's just nonstop. She's like the Energizer Bunny. She just keeps going. Absolutely. Pat Jones, head coach of the Nitro Wildcats, that girls' basketball team. The number five seed in the Class AA state tournament. They will take on number four Lincoln at 9 o'clock, the nightcap Wednesday night at the Charleston Coliseum. Coach Jones, thanks so much for joining me. For joining us, and once again, congratulations on getting to the state tournament. All right, thank you, guys. You all have a good night. All right, and uh, again, that's Pat Jones, head coach of the Nitro Wildcats. And before we go to Eric Little, before we go to Dave Wilson, real quick, Coach Marone, you've had players in the past. You've seen some uh, some odd defenses in an attempt <laughs> to take them out of their flow. It's it's difficult to coach against because it's not all what you don't see a man to man every night. You don't see a two three zone every night. You're seeing triangle and two with two on one player or box and one and then shade toward one. It's, it, it's stuff that you, you almost can't think of. No, I, I think you have to stay basic offensively. And I think the game you got to see over there at Wayne, 
think the first quarter she had three points. Uh, she's the type of player I think the fans at State Turner are in for such a treat. I mean, there's some great talent there. Uh, I agree with Coach. Uh, maybe should have been a co-player of the year, but uh, Bailey Goins is doing a yeoman's work against big numbers. But like you said, I think you stay with what you do, and then that run's going to come, and you saw it come at Wayne Ryan. I mean, once she got rolling, you, I don't care how many you throw at her, you're not going to stop no, her. You can't knock her off rhythm yeah. once she gets into it. Yeah, I saw her play down Scott. She was just phenomenal. She's an impressive ball player for sure. Absolutely. So Nitro back to the state tournament for the first time since 2007. Let's go back to the phones. Eric Little WVVV in Parkersburg. He's been holding with us for a half hour already. Eric, thanks for hanging in with us. Parkersburg and Parkersburg South, always a big matchup on the boys' side, especially with sectional tournament implications tonight. You know, nothing in this sectional tournament has made a ton of sense to me. I saw the PHS Ripley game on Wednesday and PHS had come in losing six straight. Ripley got to host in that sectional for the first time in a while, and PHS scored the first seven points each of the first two quarters, and they barely trailed uh, in a five-point win. They hit some clutch shots late. PHS never got it going tonight. Parkersburg South came out gangbusters. They hit 13 threes, and so I thought PHS might come out a little sharper given that they had just played two nights before, and South was on a six-day layoff. Not the case. South came out looking red-hot. Looking sharp, 13 threes. They got four eights from Nathan Curry and um, Cameron Marks. Marks had a game-high 17 points for South. They win 71-51. They swept the Big Reds in the regular season, and they get the sectional championship win to stay home and host Spring Valley on Tuesday night. I don't know if Bill Cornwell make the trip up Tuesday night or not, but there's a chance that he might. You just never know where Bill's going to show up. Maybe if you invite him out for dinner, he may come up. <laughs> Bill likes popcorn, too. If he comes by, just remember that. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, playing Spring Valley, who is playing good basketball, too, that 12-12 and record, a little bit deceiving. So Parkersburg South and Spring Valley for a state tournament berth, that, that should be a lot of fun up, uh, up in the south side of Parkersburg. Well, you know, anytime you got a shooter like C.J. Meredith to defend, He's going to give you matchup sits all night long, and uh, especially if he gets it going early. You never know. The sky's the limit, especially with stakes on the line. And that's the thing that makes the best players rise to the occasion. Uh, South uh, did not get the best effort, or, no, or did get the most production on the score sheet for Malachi Sylvia. Malachi helped the Patriots win big time by rebounding, just dug out rebound after rebound. A guy that scores 20 Parkersburg South. Uh, but has uh, was held to just three points tonight. Uh, not often has he held the single figures. So what kind of a game is he going to have uh, in response to this on Tuesday? Uh, these two teams match up last year for the regional final at Spring Valley, and South was able to come up with that win, uh, pulling the upset there. And a lot of those guys are the same. It's the same supporting cast around Meredith as well. So uh, I think that's going to be a storyline at play on Tuesday. Uh, and who will respond for Parkersburg South? Will they still have that same hot shooting? I mean, it, it's hard to be as hot as they were tonight from beyond the arc. Um, but if they can do anything like that and if they get going inside, they're going to be awfully tough to beat as well. Parkersburg South boys defeat Parkersburg tonight, 71-51. Spring Valley will visit Parkersburg South Tuesday night in a regional co-final. Parkersburg will travel to Cabell Midland. Eric Little, WVVV Radio. Always a pleasure, Eric. Hey, I want to let you know a couple things. One, this is uh, my last Friday game, and uh, I want to thank you all for having me uh, all season long. And two, uh, Ryan, I never forgot Dave Wilson's name because when I was in high school, when, when I was in high school and I walked to the lineup card every day, his was the name that was penciled in instead of mine. So, 
easy easy to to remember that way. Uh, absolutely, and you know, again, I've known Dave for fifteen twenty years now. You think I would would, would not have any problem yeah. with that? I don't. I can't explain Pencil, it. Ten, Penciled and deservedly so, because he was a pretty good ball player. But, but like I said, kind of helps you. Kind of helps you never to forget that. Yeah, I saw him play a high school football game once too, and you would just you would think I, you know I didn't know him obviously at the time, but you you would think I would know better. Right. All right, I'm going to go to Dave now, Eric, and let him just kind of beat me up verbally for it here. Sounds good. Take care, guys. All right, thanks, All right. Eric. Little WVVV as Parkersburg South boys beat Parkersburg tonight. All right, Dave Wilson, WAJR had the call of. A game that did not go as we thought it would. Not necessarily a surprise that University won. Actually, no surprise whatsoever. We thought it would be a good game. It wasn't. Dave, University with a 51-point win tonight. Yeah, the Hawks beat Morgantown 108-57 tonight. The night belonged to senior Caden Matheny. He scored 44 points in the game. In doing so, he set the single-game scoring record at University. He also topped 2,000 points for his career he now owns just about every scoring record uh, for the University High Hawks. And University just came out and put the hammer down. Matheny hit a couple of threes in the first quarter and set the tone from there. He was hot all night. He finishes with a double-double points and assists. Uh, guys, he was hitting threes from 33 feet. One was literally a step and a half across the midcourt line. Uh, he was driving to the rim tonight. No-look passes. University played a flawless game against what is still – uh, don't let the score deceive you. This is a very, very good Morgantown team. A 20-3 and record coming into the game tonight. Only losses to University and Martinsburg this year. So this was a statement game from the University Hawks. Hey, Dave, that's what I was going to ask you. Was this, the, the Mohegans just have an off night? Uh, Morgantown didn't shoot the ball well. And University dominated on the boards. They have had a young man, uh, Ryan Forbes, a sophomore, who has really developed throughout the course of the year, and he fought for rebound. Had a great night. He finished with like 10 points, but uh, had a great night on the boards, was able to fight and get those rebounds. Morgantown was getting one shot and done possessions, and the shots uh, were not falling tonight. Uh, And for University, like I said, the shots were falling. Um, Again, don't let the score deceive you. Morgantown is, I still think, one of the top three teams in the state, but University is undoubtedly, and I, and I do not back off this comment, undoubtedly the best team in the state of West Virginia. They were outstanding tonight, and you'll get to go back to Wheeling Park. And this is interesting in its own right because you were just there for a surprise uh, sectional girl, or regional girls basketball game Tuesday night with Morgantown pulling the upset of Wheeling Park. And now back to that same scene a, a week later in a boys' tournament berth on the line, and those two programs, when they get together, it's uh, it's always a, a grinding, grueling game. Yeah, and Morgantown has beaten Wheeling Park twice this year. In fact, the final regular season game uh, just uh, it's been about a week ago now. Uh, Morgantown went over there and beat Wheeling Park by 30. So uh, the Mohegans certainly have the capability to go over to the Palace and win. And uh, Wheeling Park certainly with a guy like Alex Fargo who can get you 35 a night. And he's closing in on uh, Wheeling Park's uh, career scoring record as well. Uh, They certainly have the firepower to uh, fight their way to Charleston. So it should be a pretty good matchup uh, come Tuesday night out at the Palace. Dave, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, All right. Thank you, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I deserve that one. Dave Wilson, W-A-J-R in Morgantown. Always good to talk with Dave. Dave Wilson. Wilson. (laughs) 
<laughs> like like the sporting goods, the basketball, all that. Oh, we'll him dinner. That's I, all there is I, to I, it. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> We're going to step aside and take our uh, – actually, I, I should game dinner next week or so. Anyway, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Leslie Huffman of Parkersburg Catholic. We'll also talk with Jordan Mounts. Had the call on WFGH of Tug Valley and Van tonight in a sectional championship game. Buster Large is also going to join us. Head coach of the Bluefield Boys, big win for the Beavers. Busy show to go here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. You're on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Don't forget to join us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. And we'll mention our new followers, including uh, Reed Carrier, Raquel Wager, Caden Ross, and Poetic Genius 916. Big thank you to all of our radio stations, radio affiliates, all around the Mountain State, carrying basketball Friday night in West Virginia, including 104.1 FM, WVXS in Romney, 92.5 FM, WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston, 105.5 FM, WKQV in Cowan, and Hurt in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, WRNR in Martinsburg, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Maywan, Williamson, Belfry, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX, Wheeling, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WBLY, Moundsville, and also we're on 101.1 FM, WVWP, LP, and Wayne. And we're on many more stations around the Mountain State. We'll mention some more at the top of the hour. You can go to basketballnight.com, and you'll find our affiliates page. And that gives you a list of all the radio stations throughout the Mountain State that carry us, and uh, we appreciate that. You can also go to basketballnight.com, click on Listen Live, or you can watch Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on our website, basketballnights.com. up to date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling 9 50 on this basketball friday night in west virginia as we roll along here let's go right back to the phones buster large is the head coach of the bluefield boys they win a sectional championship Tonight, defeating Shady Spring. Second time Shady Springs lost. Both losses have been to Bluefield. Coach Large, first off, congratulations on the sectional championship. Thank you so much, and really appreciate you inviting me on the show. And, and your ball club, uh, again, just takes care of business tonight against, uh, obviously, a very good Shady Spring team, an 80-64 win. That's twice now in just a couple of weeks that you've got them. Well, you know, they're a fine ball club. They've got a great outstanding shooters, well-coached, and... Uh, you know, but uh, we we were able to uh, do some things at halftime, a few adjustments, and uh, it really, really works for the second half for us. And, and coach, just tell me a little bit about you know. There's a lot of, of hype surrounding not only that team in Shady Spring, 
your team as well, and the games that you've played now in the past couple of weeks. How's your team? Obviously, they're handling it pretty well because they're playing well. But just tell me about uh, you know kind of going through that in, in the course of the past maybe well, you know, ten uh, days or one so. One time we were seven. At one time we were seven and three, and we've run off fourteen straight wins. Yeah. And you know I give all credit uh, in the world to our kids, listen to the coaches, and the coaches applying uh, new concepts, new. Uh, new uh, skills and practice, and uh, it's really worked out. And, uh, you know, winning 14 in a row with a schedule we've played, uh, we're looking forward to maybe uh, having a big crowd Thursday night and trying to get back up and see you guys uh, in the state tournament. Coach, what's been the difference between the first half and the second half of the season? Like you said, you know, you've got these 14 straight wins. Uh, you know, the confidence level and the, and the attitude of the players must be much better in the second half of the season. Well, you know, uh, beginning we have, uh, you know, we we you know, Bluefield's a small double A school, and most of our athletes play football. And you know, uh, it's a it's a big difference, you know, going uh, uh, 90, 94 feet up and down a basketball court, and then going uh, twenty yards on a football play. So, you know, we started out there, we wasn't in great shape uh, basketball wise, and we kept working on it. But you know, uh, big Sean Martin, uh, six seven uh, two seventy seven, has really developed inside and. Uh, you know, we got great leadership with our seniors. I thought Reagan Cruz really stepped up in the second half. Tyrese Hare had an unbelievable game. Jaheim House had a big, big night in the second half. And, you know, we got some uh, nice uh, uh, threes from Caden uh, uh, Fuller. And, uh, you know, it, it, we're, we're a team ball club. And, uh, you know, these kids want to bring one back to Bluefield. Should be a lot of fun over the course of the next week and building toward a, a potential state tournament berth. Don't want to look too far ahead there, but uh, it is something that you will play for next week. Buster Large, head coach of the Bluefield Beavers, congratulations on the sectional championship and best of luck next week. Thank you so much. and I really appreciate uh, the job that you all do. And uh, you got a great guy, Bluefield graduate there, Marcus Constantino, and we love him to death down here. <laughs> he keeps us all in line. <laughs> Like, like that. That's that's. What it is. <laughs> you know how I love, I love I love his photos, and believe me, he's got a big following in Bluefield. Yes, he he, he certainly does. He's a very talented person, Buster Large, head coach of the Bluefield Beavers. Thanks so much for joining us, and a big win tonight for Bluefield guys. Shady Spring like had, had been undefeated, and then has now lost to Bluefield twice. I think you have to put Bluefield right in the thick of what is looking like potentially a five or six or maybe even seven team race in Class AA. Yeah, can you say kryptonite? Yes. <laughs> I mean, if you're thinking about Shady Spring, I mean, they, they really steamrolled some teams early. They played a AAA-dominated schedule early in the year, Joe, and really played well. And then, again, Bluefield, sometimes it's matchups. Coach Large made a good comment there. He said he made some adjustments at halftime, and the kids really believed in what they were doing. And I tell you what, that's a big win. I mean, not just the margin of victory, but I think mentally when you beat a team twice like that, that other team's probably searching a little bit. Earlier in the season, Shady beat them by three, and but, you know, in the end they get the last two. So, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait, see what happens from here on out for the Beavers. We're getting close to uh, a break that we have to take. So we will talk with Leslie Huffman of Parkersburg Catholics girls basketball team, the Crusaderettes. In a couple of moments. It's going to be after the top of the hour when we get to her, as well as Jordan Mounts. I just don't think we could get that interview and do it justice in the two minutes we have right now before the uh, before the break. But, uh, Coach, it's a wonderful time. And, and I, I know I'm kind of pressuring you into a, a time situation here, but <laughs> when a team makes a state tournament, when a team's making a postseason run in any sport, basketball, football, softball, baseball, 
it, it grows, and it's a feeling of community growth. And a lot of times, people don't come out to see you until it's your most difficult game of the year, and they may not get a good, accurate representation of how good your team can be. But my goodness, this time of year, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and I tell you, you mentioned about the community and a lot of people <clears throat> getting out that maybe haven't seen a game all year. Uh, they get a chance to see your program, and all it does is build success builds success. And I think that once you get that experience, Ryan, we've already spoke with several people this evening that will be making their first trip to Charleston to play in the state tournament. So you talk about what it does for your program. All those programs are going to build on it. But uh, it is, uh, Joe, as, as Ryan mentioned, a great exposure for your program. Absolutely. Uh, I think of the four nights that I was at games this week, three of those nights was standing room only. So, you know, the communities get behind these teams. They get excited. They pump, you know, they get pumped up. And as they continue winning, the crowds just keep getting bigger and bigger because people love winners. And, Joe, before we let it get away, you had a great call at that uh, game between Scott and uh, Logan earlier this week. Logan was able to come back from a halftime deficit and get the win. I was watching that game. You and Chris Kidd had the call of that one. Just don't get to listen to you a lot sometimes, and I was able to listen to that one and enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun. It was a great game, great atmosphere. It was a packed house there at Chapmanville. And the difference in the game, I really believe Scott hung right with them. But a young freshman by the name of Aiden Slack for Logan come in and hit three threes, hit one in the right corner, left corner, and then from the top of the key. And that was kind of what put the little cushion out there for Logan. And congratulations to the Wildcats. And they took Chapmanville right down the wire tonight as well. So. And a spectacular season for Scott. Yeah. And sometimes that gets overlooked because, you know, it, people sometimes overvalue the postseason, not the journey to get there. It's just a tough section, really, really. It, it really is. It really is. And I thought that, um, you know, Scott had a fantastic season and definitely worthy of the praise as well uh, this year. We're going to step aside, take a break. One hour in the books. Two more to go, the fastest three hours in radio. We are with you until midnight all across our. 30 affiliates throughout the great state of West Virginia, as well as on our website, basketballnight.com. Also, you know, the, the multiple ways that you can consume this program. We love bringing it to you. We'll have much more when we return on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit BasketballNight.com. Don't forget the Daily Hoops Roundup part of BasketballNight.com. Every day we recap the day's scores just for you on all the teams in West Virginia. We send followers an email at 8 a.m. with the Daily Hoops Roundup. And you can also visit BasketballNight.com anytime to catch all the day's scores. You can sign up, go to BasketballNight.com, put your email address in there, and you can receive the Daily Hoops Roundup. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates around the Mountain State, including 92.3 FM, WYRC and Spencer, 103.7 FM, WQWV and Fisher, 92.5 FM, WTHM, LP, Ravenswood, Ripley, 106.7 FM, WHFI, Linside, 93.9 FM, WRRR, St. Mary's, 104.5 FM, WASPLP, Huntington, 1290 AM. 101.9 FM, WVOW Logan, 101.7 FM, WYAP LP Clay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZ Edmund Beckley, 90.7 FM, WFGH Fort Gay, 950 AM, WBES Charleston, 
and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Visit basketballnight.com. You can find all of our affiliates right there and the many ways you can connect with the show. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. A shout out to Todd Meadows, Wilma Sammons, Antonio Lucas, Julie America, John Davis. They've just joined the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Thinking about joining the Marshall family? Visit marshall.edu slash tour and schedule a visit today. You can join us at one of our green and white days and see what being a son or daughter of Marshall means. You'll visit with administration and staff and see what Marshall has to offer. Can't make it for Green and White Day? Schedule a visit to one of our daily tours and get a personal look at Marshall's campus. To register for a visit to campus, go to marshall.edu slash tour or call 1-877-GO-HERD-1. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. 1001 on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Rick Marone with you. Hour two of the program. We will talk with Leslie Huffman just a moment. Just hang in there with us, Leslie. We'll also talk with Jordan Mounts in a moment. But we don't want to get too far away without giving you an update of the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit BasketballNight.com. Joe, it's all yours. These are all finals. Tonight in AAA, Wheeling Park knocks off John Marshall, 65-38. University, man, alive. They just put it on the line tonight, 108-57. Winners over Crosstown, Morgantown, and AAA. Hedgesville fell to Martinsburg tonight by a score of 65-53. Jefferson, the Cougars, winners tonight over the Washington Patriots. All these winners, of course, are sectional champs and will have home court advantage in the regions next week. It was the George Washington Patriots knocking off St. Albans tonight by a score of 69-54. Woodrow Wilson, the Flying Eagles, picks up a win tonight over Princeton, 68-64. The Patriots of Parkersburg knock off the Parkersburg Big Reds, 71-51. And a tight one. Campbell Midland, the Knights, picks up a win over the Spring Valley Timberwolves, 58-57. Another tight one, Kaiser, went to two overtimes to knock off Frankfurt, 71-70. Fairmont Senior, the Polar Bears, pick up a win over North Marion, 57-51. Bridgeport fell to Robert C. Bird as the Eagles go to 22-2 on the season with a score of 45-35. Lewis County, the Minutemen, pick up a win over Braxton County tonight, 72-57. Bluefield, the Beavers, we talked to Coach uh, Buster Large here just a minute ago, pick up the win over Shady tonight for the second time this season by a score of 80-64. The Polka Dots and a marathon. Triple overtime is what it took for the Dots to knock off Winfield tonight, 41 41- 
39. And another tight one. It was Chapmanville knocking off cross-county rival Logan tonight, 57-51. That game played on Minor Mountain. Wheeling Central, the Maroon Knights knock off Cameron tonight by a score of 63-56. It was Madonna, the Blue Eagles, that uh, picked up a win over St. Mary's, the Blue Devils, 62-59. Pendleton County picks up the win tonight over Moorefield, 61-56. One game postponed tonight. Greater Beckley Christian will play Mountview. That game is scheduled for tomorrow. Williamstown picks up a win tonight over Parkersburg Catholic, 64-42. And Tug Valley will have home court advantage in the regional with a win tonight over the Band Bulldogs, 65-56. And that's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard. Thanks so much, Joe. We'll go through those games all throughout the night. We'll also set up the Girls' State Tournament for you a little bit later on. All that can be found at basketballnight.com. Speaking of the Girls' State Basketball Tournament, the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaderettes, Carry an undefeated record into Charleston and the number two seed in class single A. Joining us now on the program is Leslie Huffman of Parkersburg Catholic. And Leslie, first off, congratulations on your team getting back to the state tournament. Thank you. It's huge, yeah. Second yeah. time. Yeah, always always a lot of fun to to get that trip to Charleston and to play in that environment. And and tell me a little bit about your uh, regional final win over Tug Valley and, and having them up in your gymnasium, getting the win and uh, clinching that berth in the state tournament. Uh, it was a great game. I mean, credit to their coach. They had a really strong game plan coming in there. They were determined. It was nice to play a good, tough opponent. They never gave up. But uh, we came out pretty confident in the first half. Got a pretty good jump on them. I think, and then uh, we kind of got a little down. We didn't do as much scoring in the second half, let it get a little too close for comfort. But, uh, no, we pulled it out, scared the win. 25-0 and 0 now on Very the cool. season. Yes, 25-0 and 0 on the season. And, lastly, a lot of people will look at Class A and will automatically say, well, St. Joe will run away with it. What does that make you feel like with your basketball team? Uh, it's hard. Our team's ready to go. We're just uh, we're waiting for our chance. Last year it was upsetting to get that far, I guess, and uh, come out with a loss. But this year we're coming back better than we've ever been. Hey, Leslie. So we're uh, ready. I'm sorry. Looking over your roster, uh, you only have one senior on the team. Pretty young ball club. Uh, must be exciting for the opportunity you see, uh, you know, in the tournament and even into the future. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have a bright future ahead of us. We should. Uh, this should be a recurring event. Us going to state, and we're hoping to stay strong, build on our program over the next couple of years. We got a couple good incoming freshmen next year. People coming from all over the place, and uh, it's kind of depressing though. The only seniors on my team are my sister. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you'll miss her, huh? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's obviously a special time, though, to get to play together right now and, and an opportunity to do something that you know not a lot of people get to do. You, you get to play with, with a sibling, and you're in that environment with them, you know, basically there, you know, all the way through. Tell me a little bit about uh, how that trip home is sometimes after games or practice and just how competitive you are with each other. Uh, we Sometimes we get put on opposite teams in practice, scourging. 
gets uh, very competitive. Sometimes we don't speak for a couple of days. Uh, probably a couple, <laughs> couple minutes. Uh, definitely some competition going on there. People always asking who's better. You just, I mean, we only make each other better, though. She's great ball player. She's going on to Fairmont next year. She's going to continue her season. Well, I wish the best for her. And hopefully it's looking out for both of us from here on out. There you go. Leslie Huffman of Parkersburg Catholic, the Crusaderettes, back into the West Virginia Girls State High School basketball tournament. They will play Thursday afternoon at 1 o'clock against number 7 seed Tucker County. Leslie, once again, congratulations on making the state tournament. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys for having me. It was nice being here. All right, absolutely. And nice to have you with us tonight as well. Again, that's Leslie Huffman of Parkersburg Catholic. Sometimes it's difficult to realize just just what you've accomplished. I mean, you know, some places maybe it almost gets taken for granted or it's a disappointment to not get there in a, in a given year. And uh, Joe, I think she kind of had the right attitude of, you know, this is our second year, hers, going up right. there and an opportunity you know, to play on that stage and, and to kind of, absorb that magical feeling that is the postseason oh anytime you get to go to charleston and play on the uh charleston coliseum floor i wonder if they'll have the the flooring like have the right name on it this year because again remember they made that change right before and the floor still said civic center on it yeah but that was right before but what impressed me about her she you know she took up for her sister if it'd been me and my brother we'd been fighting all the time. but she you know kind of i think they'd kind of wrap their arms around each other and kind of be support for each other well, and I'll tell you what, Ryan, uh, that uh, Crusaderette team, uh, mentally tough. They got to the finals last year, and they competed hard with St. Joe, a really quality St. Joe team. So I don't think they're going to be intimidated, but they've got work to do. they got Tucker County in the first round. The Mountain Lions have a very good ball club. If you get through that, you get a team that's really on the rise. Wheeling Central's record may not be uh, where it needs to be, but they're getting healthy. And then with the, the effort they had in the regional game uh, with White putting in 33 for them, uh, them and Gilmer's going to be a good game. I think single A, uh, as you mentioned, St. Joe, the prohibitive favorite, obviously. Uh, but I tell you what, there's a good quality of depth in Class A. And I think uh, Park Catholic is a, a team, and you could tell it in her voice, uh, they're not going to back down from anybody. She says, we're ready to go. <laughs> really? And something else to, to kind of mention there, they lost in that final last year to a, a very talented St. Joe team, that two girls going D1 uh, that, that were seniors. A junior a last year who's now a senior who was also a D1 commit at the time is now signed. And you think, well, maybe maybe we can get them next year. They lose two really big scorers, and Grace Hudson shows up from Christiansburg, Virginia, and she's the Gatorade West Virginia Player of the Year at St. Joe. Amazing. Going back to the phones, Jordan Mounts, WFGH, had the call of Tug Valley and Van. Tug Valley gets a sectional championship tonight, Jordan. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Uh, I had the privilege of calling that one, calling this game on the radio with uh, Jeff Reynolds, and uh, I tell you what, we had uh, Panther Nation showed up, uh, and Tug Valley came out ready to play, and uh, we're going back to Naugatuck to play uh, regional co-championship. Hey, it it sounded like a pretty good game, you know, wasn't a blowout by any means because Van only won four regular season games, and they really found a spark here in the postseason. 
You know, I had the privilege of interviewing Coach Garland Thompson from the, uh, from Tug Valley after the game, and I'll quote Car- uh, Coach Thompson directly. If there is a such thing as a Region 4, Section 2 Coach of the Year, it belongs to David Goggins of the Van Bulldogs. That's a great team, and what he's been able to do with that team, especially down the, down the stretch, it's just remarkable. I mean, they came in with a record of 6-18, and 6-and-something, uh, I'm not quite sure what it was off the top of my head but uh down the stretch they defeat a number three seed st joe team a number two tulsa team and then they come in and give the number one seed tug valley everything we wanted in tonight's game so a great game great group of kids and and uh, wish them the best of luck uh, when they go travel to take on williamstown next week and van as you mentioned will travel to williamstown parkersburg catholic will Head to Naugatuck for a regional co-final, and very few places are quite like Naugatuck <laughs> in a regional final atmosphere. That should be a lot of fun. You know, it's been a little bit since we've since Tug Valley's had a regional final game at Naugatuck. Um, you know, Panther Nation travels well, but there's no place like home, guys. And there's one thing that I know about Naugatuck and about Tug Valley fans. They love their basketball, and they love the Panthers, and they're going to be there full force uh, for that regional final game. Really looking forward to it. Parkersburg Catholic, quality opponent. We've played them once this year. We're able to get the win at a neutral site, but it, golly, guys, it's going to be great to be, be home. Tug Valley wins the Class Single A Region 4 Section 2 Championship tonight with a 65-56 win over the Van Bulldogs. Jordan Mounts, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great rest of the show. We'll see you all next week. Sounds good. Jordan will be in studio with us next week if all goes according to plan. We're going to step aside right now take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Jared West, head coach of the Notre Dame boys basketball team. Lots more to talk about on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. You're on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit BasketballNight.com. Many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia and in HD. From great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, too, just click on our affiliates page for the station nearest you. You can watch us on high-definition video, YouTube, go to BasketballNight.com, just click to watch. On Facebook Live, go to basketball friday night it's facebook.com forward slash hoops roundup and of course we're on periscope of course twitter.com forward slash hoops underscore roundup and in the huntington area we're on comcast channel 25 armstrong digital channel 204 and hey we want you to send in your game picks if you're watching right now you'll see them featured in our video stream Send your picks to us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Uh, you can send them to us on our Facebook page. You can also send them by email to scores at basketballnight.com. Scores at basketballnight.com. Give us your best pick of your team, picks of your fans, and that makes you part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall Sports Journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It is time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. 
Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Coming up on 1016 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, the first Friday in March, March the 6th, 2020. Ryan Epling alongside Rick Marone and... Also joining us now is our special correspondent, Andrew Rogers. Now, we'll talk with Andrew about our standout athlete of the week in just a moment. But before we take our next call, I do want to ask Andrew a couple of questions here because, in case you're not aware, Andrew was on the state championship team from Notre Dame High School three years ago now, I believe, right? Yeah, doesn't feel like three years ago. Right. But. <laughs> right. So, so tell us a little bit about you know the run from a player standpoint and what you get to look back on from now from that that uh, special magical season. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't have a big role on the team, but about just a quarter of the way into the season in December, kind of hit a rough patch where we were five and three, four and three, I think was the record, and then all of a sudden things started to click, and it was an amazing run. It, it was really special too to be alongside Jared, because I've play, I played with him since we were in middle school and known him since grade school. So it was really cool to be a part of that, especially the moment between him and his dad to finally get that state championship. It was cool. They worked so hard to get there. They got there, and Coach Jared West trying to get back there again. And, and uh, he joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Coach West, I'm going to do something a little bit different here. I'm going to let Andrew ask you some questions, former player to former coach. <laughs> You've been warned. That, that'll be great. That'll be great. <laughs> First question I got for you is, how nervous were you at halftime being down at Trinity, knowing they were going to come in, obviously know the scouting board, know the playbook? Well, how nervous were you at halftime and how you guys would play in the second half? Well, I have to apologize in, in, before I start talking. We call Andrew Drizzy. So if I say Drizzy a few times... <laughs> That's a nickname. I'm big on nicknames, so I gave him a nickname when he was probably third or fourth grade, Drizzy, and it's, it, it, it stuck. So, um, But, yeah, it, I would just feel like this halftime last night was very, very – it was way beyond nervous. Um, you've been in those games before. Like, they know us, we know them. And Coach Folks did a great job last night. Of uh, They pressed us, and he wasn't going to let Jaden or Elijah beat them. And um, – we we just we couldn't throw the ball in the ocean in the first half. So I thought going into halftime, being only down twelve was a godsend, to be honest with you. And uh, so we came out and we kind of changed a few things and uh, ran the offense through Wade, who's a, a rising, he's a sophomore, uh, killed a lot of potential, and we kind of chipped away and kind of got the lead down to six or four. And then uh, so the nerves kind of went away. And I, later, when Kobe, I mean one of the twins, I think Clay hit the shot. At halftime, I mean, at the end of the third quarter, to cut the lead to one, I uh, kind of relaxed a little bit because we, I felt like we had the momentum, and then finally Jaden hit a couple shots to kind of get us going, and so we were able to hold on and play hit the big shot to kind of 
you know, hold on for it. But it was definitely a true Notre Dame Trinity rivalry game. It is funny. We always beat them twice in the regular season, but it means absolutely nothing because the postseason game comes and it's a dog fight. So it was a great atmosphere. You you would have loved being in in there, Drizzy. I missed your defense last night. Trust me. (laughs) You mentioned uh, needing other players to step up at times throughout the course of the season because Jaden won't be able to carry you guys into March just based on how teams will defend you. How important was it for Clay Martino to step up and hit that big shot late? Uh, it was huge. It was huge. Um, and you, it's funny. So when you were there, I had the same conversation with you guys as it was pertaining to Gabe Zumbo. Like, we're not going to go as far as Gabe takes us. We're going to go as the others go. So I've had that conversation with our team. When we play good teams, they're not going to let Jade beat us and uh, beat, beat them. And so last night they had a very good scout report. They weren't going to let Jade and Elijah win it. And the first half we couldn't make a shot, but, you know, Clay, Clay um, Kobe, Martino, the twins, and Wade was really, he played like a man last night. He had his big boy pants on. He ended up with 23 and 10. But to be honest with you, we only made four shots outside of three feet, <laughs> and that's scary. And one of those shots was the, was the half-court shot. So I really, uh, uh, it goes back to our defense. We were able to chip away, but for us to, to make a run in March, someone, you know, those guys are going to have to make shots. As you know, you know, guys like yourself, the role players, are the more the more confident, the more shots you make, it makes it easier for the go-to guys like Gabe or Jade. It makes their job so much easier. So we're trying to find that happy medium. Um, you know, and last night we had just enough to get by. Now we are able to host a game Wednesday at our place, which is very, very important. You'll host Moorefield in that regional co-final. And, and last question for you here, Coach. Um, there has to be a little bit of pride to hear, you know, you're one of your former players, somebody you've known for a long time, and, and he's such a big contributor to this program and gets to celebrate high school basketball. Well, there's there's got to be a little pride on that on your side, too. Listen, um, I, I've, I've said this several times. I, I coach to mentor kids, to speak life, and talk about God, and, that's so very important to us, and basketball is secondary. And when I see kids like Drizzy, and we have a lot of kids that come to that's the greatest thing about coaching at Notre Dame. We have such great kids, but to see how it's funny, and, and he might admit this, I think I've had a little bit to do with Drizzy coming out of his shell. He's a very, very quiet kid. Now you would know that because he's broadcasting and talking, but he's very, very quiet. And, and um, we tried to instill the confidence at, a, at an early age to speak. And the talk, and now you can't get him to shut up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I'm so happy, and it's great when we go to Huntington to see little Jared play. I always make it a point to go up and, and give him a hug and just to let him know how proud not only I am, Coach West, West family, but the Notre Dame family in Clarksburg. He makes us uh, so very proud. He comes from a great family, which I know they love to death. So we're very, very happy, and uh, this is only the beginning. So. Um, I, I see nothing but a bright future for them. Jared West, that coach of the Notre Dame boys basketball team, they win their sectional championship last night with a 56-52 win over Trinity and, again, will host in the regional co-finals against Moorefield next week. Coach West, thanks so much for joining us. Last last thing, did he sure. tell you that we beat him on the golf course? I beat him on the golf course. Uh, he doesn't. Was that Jersey Cup month? <laughs> we all know how it just, went just down. Tell, just, just, just tell the truth, Jersey. We're on the, we're on the air. Just tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. Thank you. Love you, Jersey.
Thanks so much, Coach. And uh, yeah, okay, Drizzy. Um, so <laughs> is that uh, how I'm going to be introduced that, now? <laughs> <laughs> it, it very well may be. And that, that was fun. I, I was glad, uh, we we kind of do that sometimes on the fly right here. <laughs> yeah. that, that worked out really well. And, and uh, you know, just before we get into our standout athlete of the week, tell me a little bit about playing for Coach West. And that it's a dynamic where one state championship caliber program of past several years. Two, he's a father coaching a son, but he clearly doesn't just focus in on his child. You can tell the way he talks about the rest of the kids on the team. They're not just the rest of the kids on the team. They're the team. Yeah, when Jared was there, it almost never seemed like he was there because he took he treated everybody the same. Now, he was hard on Jared at times. They would butt heads uh, on, over the course of games on the bench or whatever, but you didn't feel like because he treats everybody the same and he wants the most – out of each individual, but he's got two sides of him. He's really energized, great coach to be around because practices, he makes them fun. They'll be hard, but he makes them a lot of fun. And, and, and Coach Marone can tell you, like, there's a, lot, <laughs> there's a lot to that right there. Oh, that's it's the just... whole key. I mean, you can tell the, the energy and excitement he's got. And to hear a former player talk about practices being fun but hard work, that's what you strive for. So he's doing great stuff. I think they're going to be uh, somebody to reckon with down the stretch. All right. And, and again, Notre Dame will host uh, Moorfield next Thursday, next Wednesday night. Sorry, next Wednesday night. Um, that is Thursday. I'm wrong. Just, just bear with me. I'll be here all night. Anyway, um, this week's standout athlete of the week is Annie Hunt, a junior from Ravenswood High School. And Andrew, you had a chance to get to uh, learn a little bit more about her. She's someone who uh, had a big freshman season, got hurt right before her sophomore year, and uh, the program is kind of taken a, a turn where they're not competing necessarily for sectional and regional you know births at the moment but nonetheless she's had to uh, really uh, work hard through through injury to recover yeah she has and you talked about the Ravenswood team struggling to compete at times when I talked to coach Williams she said it's not even just Annie it's a lot of some of the players they've had, they've really been bitten by the injury bug but it's really nice when you see athletes like this, especially in high school, be able to bounce back from it because this is the best time to ever play basketball. It's in high school because college not always will happen, but when you get back out on the floor and play as high school, that's really special. So really nice for her to come back. She has been back on the floor for the Devilettes. And also one thing that the injury doesn't do is hurt your schoolwork, and she's certainly stayed up on that. Not at all. I mean, she, she mentioned that during her sophomore year, she really focused on her studies, but also on film. She was dedicated and would watch film because when you're hurt, there's not much you can do. So she really took pride on uh, studying, but also trying to work on her game as much as she could. And sometimes, you know, this time of year, it's easy to focus on the teams that are playing in Charleston. There are great stories all throughout the state, and you do a fantastic job of finding them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like you know, like I said, Annie Hunt. Unfortunately, her team will not be playing in Charleston. But I, I've seen her family at the state tournament. Well, I saw them last year, and I think I saw them the year before that too. So they're always around, and they're always well, around the She's game. got a basketball family. I mean, I, if you know through her mother's side, uh, I coached against her mother, uh, her grandfather, a great coach too. So uh, a lot, of, a lot of lineage there. And that's not why she's a standout athlete <laughs> no, of the week. She's no. the standout athlete of the week because she deserved it. Andrew Rogers now with more about our standout athlete of the week. Annie Hunt of Ravenswood High School. American author and entrepreneur Ryan Blair once said, If it is important to you, you will find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. 
Annie Hunt's successful comeback story does not include any excuses. Not having any excuses is what makes her this week's standout athlete of the week. Ravenswood guard Annie Hunt's high school career began with her in the starting lineup as a freshman for the Red Devilettes. Her lacking experience was not an excuse and she had success early. She was named to the LKC All-Conference second team. Prior to the beginning of her sophomore season, though, Hunt suffered a torn ACL, sidelining her for her sophomore year. She said not being on the floor with her teammates was not a time for self-pity or excuses, but allowed her to become more committed and develop a deeper appreciation for the game of basketball, as well as maintaining her 4.25 GPA. It was long and hard. It was something that really made me tougher. It made me realize how much I loved basketball and how much I had missed it. it. It was the worst possible thing that could have happened, but it really helped me. While spending this past season confined to the bench, Hunt needed to find a way to improve her game and not fall back upon the excuses of not being able to compete. I wanted to come back better than ever. I knew I'd be behind when I came back. So I was just watching film. I was watching my West Virginia Thunder my whole last summer. And I was just really um, imagining new moves that I could do. It really helped my mindset and it really spiked my IQ for the game. Her mother, Mary Beth Hunt, is proud of her daughter's drive to get back on the floor after going through long and grueling months of physical therapy. To watch her fight through the rehab, getting herself back onto the court, watching her conquer her fears of, you know, getting back in there, diving for the ball for the first time going up for a rebound for the first time and just getting in the thick of the game and not having any fear, just watching her work through that, you know, every step of the way, I've been pretty proud of her. Upon entering her junior season with a clean bill of health, after successfully recovering from tearing her ACL, Hunt was chosen as a co-captain of the Devilettes. Head coach Carrie Williams said it's her IQ and always putting players in the correct spot is what makes her a perfect leader. She just has a really high IQ. She knows what's going on. She knows what defense the other team is in and what we need to be in. And so she just, she brings that to the table where she's just played so much that she just kind of has just a really good feel for the game. Hunt did not miss a beat despite missing the entire previous season. She did not use the inactivity as an excuse to play well once the season began. The junior guard averaged 19 points per game this season. Basketball does not end in March. She is heavily involved with basketball year-round because she is a member of the West Virginia Thunder, a travel basketball squad based in the Huntington area. She says playing with the Thunder has really helped expand her game to become a more driven playmaker. My competitive nature has liked during those moments because all those girls are so hardworking and they're so good, and you have to be at your top game at all moments. Clearly not pleased that the Ravenswood girls only managed six regular season wins and had their season end in the first round of sectional tournament play, Hunt will strive to continue to expand her game, which will be essential for a no-excuses turnaround 2021 season for a team that loses just a sole senior from this year's roster. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm special correspondent Andrew Rogers. Drizzy. Yes. <laughs> that, that's going to stick around here. We thank Jared West for his help. We also thank Annie Hunt. We're getting to talk with her a little bit later on. Tonight on our show, our standout athlete of the week. We've got seven side to take a break. When we come back, JJ Martin, head coach of the Cavalier Midland Boys. Big win for them tonight, an important win for them in a fantastic basketball game. We'll also talk with Tucker County girls basketball coach Dave Helmick. They're headed back to Charleston. That's been an ongoing thing for quite a while now for the Mountain Lions. And we'll also talk with Ashley Dalton, assistant coach for the Chapmanville Boys, who picked up a win tonight. The Super Dave is on hold, too. The gang's all here on Basketball Friday Night 
in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Join us online. Voted this week's poll. You've got the 1145 tonight. And, of course, we'll share the results with you. This week's question, do you think there should be a mercy rule in West Virginia high school basketball? Do you think there should be a mercy rule in West Virginia high school basketball? Go to basketballnight.com. Vote in this week's poll. And you've got till 11.45 to vote. If you go to our website, basketballnight.com, you'll find the poll on the right-hand side of the page. Don't forget also, sign up for the Daily Hoops Roundup. You can go to our website and put your email address in there. We'll send you a recap of the day's scores just for you on all teams in West Virginia. Uh, we send followers an email at 8 o'clock in the morning with the Daily Hoops Roundup. You can also visit basketballnight.com anytime and check the day's scores right there. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. We want you to join us and be part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Shout out to some of our latest Twitter followers. Jeff Blades, Ryan Adam Harris, Isaiah Martinez, Mountaineer for Life. Also, Baseball Friday Night in West Virginia. Who are those guys? Well, they're at Baseball Night WV, at Baseball Night WV, and we want you to follow them, too, because coming up, as you heard on the last show, well, it's going to be Jordan Mounts and Luke Creasy hosting Baseball Friday Night in West Virginia, so you can follow them at Baseball Night WV on Twitter. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10.33 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. More than halfway home already on this episode (laughs) 13 of 101 overall. (laughs) Season 7. A lot of good things going on we want to real quickly say a big thank you to everyone who reached out to us last week. And words don't even express the gratitude that we have to all of you who helped make this a lot of fun for us as well. And I still have seen comments throughout the course of the week. Um, and the cake was amazing. And uh, <laughs> the six-layer cake with the M&M's exploded from the middle was just phenomenal. But uh, just we have, we, have a, we have a good time, and I want to thank them. And, uh, you know, last week's show was a little bit different because we kind of turned the focus inward for once, you know, to celebrate that one. So kind of give you a little bit more of a sense of what goes on here. If you saw the pictures in the breaks last week were a little bit different. is more looking inward. But now we're back to normal. Looking back outward, 
talking high school basketball, talking postseason. A <laughs> lot to go over here tonight. There's still a lot to talk about. Just real quick, you know, I know we all did. We got text, emails, and so forth. And several folks came up during the game uh, that I was at this week, games, and uh, congratulated us, you know, on the 100 show and so forth. So I'd like to give a shout-out to all those folks that, that do listen and tune in every Friday night. Absolutely. That's, that's why we do it. And, you know, somebody who stepped into a – a challenge this year. I don't mean that in a bad way, necessarily, but a challenge was J.J. Martin at Cabell Midland. That basketball team made the state tournament a year ago. That ball team is still very young across the board this year. He became the coach uh, in the offseason, and he has them at 20-4 and after a big win tonight, a one-point win and a sectional championship, though, over Spring Valley. Coach J.J. Martin joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Coach... First off, tell me about that game tonight. Man, it was uh it was a crazy one, man. The atmosphere was great. Uh it was just an overall good game. That's what I'm telling everybody after the game. You know, both teams left it all on the floor. It was a one point game. Uh, you know, it, it's what you expect in a high school sectional championship. Both teams had um, a big following tonight, man. It was just a great atmosphere. Uh, atmosphere there and uh, Cabell Midland tonight, you know, uh, and just hats off to both teams, man. Like I said, they went hard. They showed good sportsmanship um, both ways, and it was just a great game. Very good basketball game. It's supposed to be like that in March, right? Oh, yeah, man. That's what I always tell our guys. You know, you either stay the same, uh, you know, get better or get worse. Um, and this is the time of the year where you you got to be getting better. You know, you lose, you go home. Uh I thought both teams, you know, like I said, they just came out, man. They played really, really hard. Hats off again to Spring Valley. Um, they had a good game plan. They have a really good player in C.J. Meredith. Uh, it was tough guarding him tonight. But, you know, our guys, they never quit. We were down at halftime. Um, and it was just kind of one of those things, and it's been like that all year. Our guys, they don't put their heads down. They don't quit. They always have confidence in themselves. And uh, I think that showed tonight in our win. Uh, a little bit of a of – a... A rough patch right at the end of the season. You'd won five consecutive games, but then you lose the MSAC championship game to George Washington, and you, then you lose at home to Capital right. right after that. So you kind of going into the postseason. I won't say you limped in, but you know weren't playing as well as you had over the course of the season. How were you able to kind of get your team back and focused in time for sectional play? No, I don't think uh, I don't think a lot of people understand, but you know, Castle and GW, <laughs> like last year, both teams were in the state tournament. You know, uh, and that's what I kind of told our guys going into um, the conference championship game. You know, it was a packed house at the Charleston Community Center. Everybody was there to see it. It was kind of like that atmosphere that we had tonight. You know, and that's what I told them: what better two teams uh, to play than Capital and uh, GW at the end of the season? We played Capital at home. I believe that was our first home loss this year. Um, like I said again, those guys really athletic. Um, they got some, you know, they got some players that can go. Um, it was a really good game. We, I think, we believe we lost by two. Um, but like I said, I think that just kind of prepared us for, you know, what we were getting into tonight. I thought our guys executed in the late game. Um, and, you know, like you said, we had one five straight going into that. But then, you know, we knew playing GW and Cap at the end of the season was going to be, you know, two of the biggest games of the year, toughest games of the year. Um, with that being said, you know, they didn't go our way. Uh, capital game was a really good game. Um, but I think they did a great job at just bouncing back and just understanding that, you know, this is the time of the year, like we talked about. You've got to focus. You've got to execute. It's not about always scoring a basket, you know, or getting a shot up. 
Um, and I thought they, you know, they showed tonight that they're capable of doing that in late game. And, I, you know, I'm really proud of those guys. They're a young team, like you guys talked about. Um, and I couldn't be happier for them and, you know, what they've done this year being 20 and 4. Uh, it's just been a, you know, it's been a, a great experience, man. You earn a home game, one last home game for the year. Tuesday night, right. regional co final against Parkersburg. Uh, that, that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, man, we're excited for that. Thing. You know, like, like I told him today uh, in the pregame, you know, every game from this point on, they, you know, season's over, we win, we're in the state tournament. And, you know, I think they understand that. And I've got, you know, <laughs> 100% confident in these guys that, you know, they're going to come out and give it all they've got. Um, hopefully we can execute and, you know, get a win. All right, Coach J.J. Martin of the Cavill Midland Boys, they win tonight over Spring Valley 58-57. They will host Parkersburg Tuesday night in the AAA Region 4 co-finals. Coach Martin, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, man, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, and always a pleasure to talk to Coach Martin and a big win tonight for that program. 20-4, that's an excellent season no matter what happens from it's here on It's an excellent out. year, and as you mentioned, the pressure on him coming in and taking over. They made one of their first trips to the state tournament last year, and he was able to build on that, a, a good core there, a young group, and uh, Coach Martin's doing a great job. You know, it, it's hard to imagine right now uh, just the way things have worked out over the course of – the past several years to go to a state tournament and you know not see Tucker County and Tucker County will be there again uh, this coming week. Dave Helmick is the head coach of the Mountain Lions. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And coach, you don't have to have any directions to get to the Charleston Coliseum. <laughs> no, we don't, and uh, we've been blessed uh, over the last uh, sixteen years to be able to. Uh, make that trip to Charleston, and uh, you know uh, this is this was kind of a different year. We had a re- really young group, and uh, we had some struggles throughout the year. But uh, this, these girls have worked hard and and got it together at the right time, and uh, did what they need to do to to make that trip. How do you fight complacency? <laughs> well, it's tough. Uh, you know, one of the things that you know everybody. Everybody kind of laughs at me when I say that, but it's you know it's uh, it's a big weight on your shoulders when uh, you've got uh, that that streak behind you. You know, obviously, just for the girls, you know, they feel the pressure, and obviously, I do too. But uh, you know, it's it, it's a testament to these girls though that to keep this going, and it's not just you know this group; it's it's all those years that you look back. Uh, just a good just a good group of girls year in and year out. That's uh, you know, kept this streak alive, and you know, I told the uh, local paper there the other day after we won. That, you know, some of these, some of these girls that I have on my team weren't even born when when this streak started. So that kind of puts it in perspective. Uh, that absolutely does. Uh, like you said, some of those girls on your team don't know any better because that's how it's always been. Uh, making that trip to Charleston, Coach, you only got one senior. Like you said, you have a young team. Uh, you got to be excited for you know next week and then even the next couple of years yeah i mean this group uh you know i have one senior on this team and she's a thousand point scorer she's she's uh done everything started as a freshman Tara Coon, she's you know she's uh she's she's the nucleus this team averages 19 a game but you know after that i got one i start one junior two sophomores and a freshman so you know we're young we've kind of 
you know, uh, battled that throughout the season, and uh, you know, they've uh, we've learned on some losses, and we've learned on some wins, and I think some of these close losses, you know, in the middle of the season that we had, you know, helped us for these close wins we've had late in the season. Your basketball team, as as we talked about, back in the state tournament and a familiar foe with Parkersburg Catholic, a team that you already played back on December 21st, a 57-34 loss at home. But uh, that's a ball club that's undefeated. They're the two seed. You're the seven seed. And that game will be played Thursday afternoon at 1 o'clock. And that's a, that's a difficult matchup, but they all are in the state tournament in single A. Yeah, I mean, Park Catholic got a really nice team. You know, like you said, we played them uh, earlier in the season, and you know, and, and we took some positives away from that. You know, obviously we're young, but you know, the first quarter was you know eighteen twelve. They led us at the end of the first, and then you know we kind of uh, got behind in that second quarter. But you know, we 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 played them. I mean, we played tough as I could expect for you know the group I had and. Uh, you know, we learned some things in that game, and obviously, you know, uh, you know they have three great players, and, and and they do a great job. The coaching staff, and you know, Coach V and Coach Tom Carr, which he is actually a former head coach at Tucker County High School. So, you know, we know those guys, and uh, they got a nice team. And like I said, uh, they're the two seed with the seven, and we're uh, we're we're coming down there, and we're going to try to do our best to. Uh, you know, get a win and advance, and that's everybody's goal as they go into you know playoff time. And we we got no, it's no different for us as we come down there to play in Charleston. Dave Helmick, head coach of the Tucker County girls basketball team, in the state tournament for the 16th straight season. Thanks so much for joining us, coach, and best of luck next week. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, and always a pleasure to talk with Coach Helmick. And uh, uh, yeah, this is the time of year we're t- Tucker County loads up the car and heads to Charleston. That's how it works this time of year. That's about all that the, the, the whole generation at this point knows, and that's a wonderful thing for basketball. That's a rural school that may not have yearly success in a lot of other sports with the girls' basketball program gets it done oh they've gotten it done for years uh we actually have tangled with them in the double a division uh, i'm sitting here as he's saying that he don't just have girls that weren't born yet uh you know we played them in uh 97 99 uh that's a long time ago and they've had a great run and even in the single way so i expect them to come down there ready to play absolutely they do they do a fantastic job there we've got some side take a break when we come back we will talk to our standout athlete of the week annie hunt of ravenswood we will also talk with super dave dave morrison We'll talk with Ashley Dalton, assistant coach of the Chapmanville Boys, and we'll talk with Alan Osborne, Polka. Boys get a triple overtime win tonight. Lots more to talk about when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is High School Basketball's Voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us. High School Basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as the teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team and its progress throughout the challenges to get to Charleston with Basketball Friday night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 92.3 FM WIRC in Spencer, 
103.7 FM WQWE in Fisher, 92.5 FM WTHMLP Ravenswood Ripley, 106.7 FM WHFI Linside, 93.9 FM WRRR St. Mary's, 104.5 FM WASVLP Huntington, 1290 AM, 101.9 FM, WVOW Logan, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM, WQAZ, Edmund, Beckley, 90.7 FM, WFGH, Fort Gay, 950 AM, WBES in Charleston, and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Big shout out to some of our latest Twitter followers, including Hunter McMicken, Blaker, Sean Stinton, Faith Thomas, Noah Rose, uh, Jarius Thompson, Janine, Fred Avers, Jacob Evans, and Missy. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 1048 on the program. Phone lines are full, so let's just jump right into it. Let's try to get these uh, kind men and women uh, taken care of as quickly as we can who have been hanging in there with us, and we're going to jump right in right now. They're standout athlete of the week. She is a junior at Ravenswood High School. Plays for the Devilettes. Her mother was also a really good basketball player. Probably talk about that too in just a moment. She has a 4.25 GPA, so she gets it done not only on the floor, but in the classroom as well. She is Annie Hunt, a junior from Ravenswood High School. She joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Annie, first off, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you've had to overcome. Now, we know about the injury, and unfortunately, injuries happen to uh, quite a few people who grow up playing sports. Tell me what's been different for you in terms of getting healthy, while at the same time uh, using the time when you weren't able to get on the court to still improve your uh, eye for the game. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. Um, PT three times a week, it was crazy. But um, analyzing the game on the um, sidelines and helping the girls one-on-one during practices and during games it really increased my IQ for the game and and how were you able to carry that over onto the floor this year well uh, when I first started playing out um I noticed little things that I wouldn't notice the year before and I think that that sitting out and watching the game for as long as I did really really increased like how I just, my awareness on the court. And one thing that um, is very common among our standout athletes of the week over the years has been their ability to manage their time because they're almost always so busy, not only with the you know uh, extracurricular activities like sports, but also other things outside the classroom. Tell me about some of the things you're involved in you know, beyond the basketball court. Yeah, um, my injury really gave me time to um, think about my work in the classroom, and it allowed me to find um, my passion in genetics. And I really think I want to go into the medical field. So 
it helped my time management. And um, I'm into art, and I currently have a piece showing at the Tamarack. So... Our wow. standout athletes are always so talented. It's just it, it, it's amazing yeah. how that, that works for us. Exactly. With the competition on the basketball court, does that help you in on the academic side of it? Of course, yeah. I'm super competitive. I'm a competitive person, and I always have been, and that's really pushed me in the classroom and on the court. Your mother was a standout high school basketball player as well, and just a very good athlete. Uh, you know, how, how's that been? I mean, that, that can sometimes be a difficult situation when there are expectations put on you based upon the successes of, of a parent. Yeah, of course. But um, we really work together, and we talk a lot, and she really helps me out. And I think that's more of a gift than a challenge. Annie Hunt, our standout athlete of the week, Coach Moreau. Yeah, uh, Annie, uh, congratulations, like I said, on being able to come back and, as you mentioned, able to expand uh, yourself uh, uh, in other areas too. But I know you've got one more year uh, with the Devilettes, and uh, I know that uh, your goal, I'm sure, is to try and get the Devilettes back to where they have been in the past. And, uh, you know, did you feel like throughout the year that maybe this group uh, that you've uh, been with this year moving forward, uh, you know, maybe uh, turn a corner and now you'll have a whole offseason under your belt too? Are you looking forward to that senior year, I'm sure? Oh, yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. Our team's super young, and I think we have a bright future ahead of us. So I'm really excited. Annie Hunt, our standout athlete of the week from Ravenswood High School. Thanks so much for joining us, and wish you nothing but the best through the off season and getting ready for a senior season next year. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, again, that's Annie Hunt, Ravenswood High School, this week's basketballnight.com, basketball Friday night in West Virginia, standout athlete of the week. You know, I, I just had a voice come in my head and tell me something, and I heard it. And I was like, yeah, that's right, and then I forgot. I believe he said Super he wants Dave. to go to Dave Morrison. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, of superdavesports.com. That's how it works, by the way. Our crew in the back, they do communicate with us throughout the show. Keep us in line. That's what Marcus does. I wasn't joking with Coach Large when I told him that from Bluefield. But uh, nonetheless, Dave Morrison, superdavesports.com. No one, no one covers Region 3 like Dave Morrison. A.K.A. Super Dave. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Dave, the game that everyone had been looking forward to for a third time, goes Bluefield's way for a second time. Yeah, it turned out to be, uh, it was the game everybody thought it would be. And so the uh, third quarter started, and Bluefield kind of really turned it on at that point. Uh, yeah, that you knew would do something, did do something, Braden Cruz, and uh, he had four threes there in the second half, and Luther was able to pull away. Uh, should be should be very entertaining when uh, when the regionals roll around next week, uh, at least as far as Shady Spring coming back to Westside. Uh, that one may be a little more interesting than people think it, they think it might be. Hey, Dave, any other exciting games down your way this week that's uh, worth mentioning? Well, the... Uh, you know, you, it's funny you say that because all the games... <laughs> that was a setup. You uh, know that, right? They didn't a whole lot of injuries. Most <clears throat> um, of the games were decided by double figures, but it was... Uh, the Westside girls did win a uh, region championship, so they will be going back to the Bluefield last night. They'll be going back to the state tournament for the first time since 2014. Um, 
I think Pikeview maybe not shock everyone that they beat Wyoming East, but the way that they did, uh, see if they can make some noise. And this will be Karen Miller, of course, her, her last season, so she's going to get to celebrate that. Uh, going out there in Charleston. So that's a good accomplishment for her girls to get her down there uh, in her last season. And uh, they do have a very good team, some good size on that team. Uh, really, the, the games, I think, went the way everyone, with, with possible exception of Bluefield, I think that in Shady, that could have gone either way. I think the games went about according to plan. And, uh, you know, Bluefield, I still think when all of a sudden done, Bluefield and Shady will be the two standing. Uh, in Region 3, will represent the boys, uh, represent the region in the boys' state tournament, and uh, we'll probably be in West Side going on the girls' side. Hey, Dave, uh, one, one quick question. Uh, Shady, uh, the two losses uh, to Bluefield, uh, what have you seen in that matchup that uh, makes Bluefield, you know, that one team that uh, is able to get the upper hand on Shady? I know they lost one early in the year, but they've won the last two. What, what's your perspective on that, and what is the, the matchup that makes it their their advantage? Uh, well, the one thing I think most people will point to is they have Sean, Bluefield has Sean Martin, uh, 6'5", big man inside, who, of course, is going into West Virginia to play football. But uh, his size inside is one thing. But I think across the board, uh, Bluefield's a little more athletic, a little more quick than Shady Spring. And, uh, you can see tonight at times they would get, just get even deflection, even with deflections, they were able to deflect balls, get steals, and, uh, run out several times, get behind the defense because of their speed. I think that that athleticism overall and the length, the length, um, Bluefield's very long. Um, and I, I think that gives Shady Spring some pro- problems. Shady Spring probably, one of the most fundamental teams that I, they do everything. They're fundamentally sounding very good shooters. Uh, one of the better teams I've seen in that regard in a, in a while. But uh, I think that the athleticism of Bluefield is what pushes them uh, over the top. Bluefield gets the win tonight over Shady Spring, 80-64 to to clinch the sectional championship. Dave Morrison, Super Dave Sports. Always a pleasure, Dave. Okay, guys, I always appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. And uh, always good to talk with Dave Morrison. And I promise you, after the break, we will get with Ashley Dalton, head co- or assistant coach of the Chapmanville boys team, who just won their fifth consecutive sectional championship tonight with a win over Logan. We'll also talk with Alan Osborne of the Polka Dots, a triple overtime win in their sectional final, and a game that played out in a little bit of an odd fashion. I look forward to talking with Coach Osborne about that. And we also have Kirk Wells, head coach of the Grace Christian girls basketball team. We told you they'd won the West Virginia Christian Association tournament. Well, now they are playing in the NCSAA D1 tournament where uh, they are at Mount Vernon College. And they picked up a win over Veritas Christian of New Jersey today. So they will play Gateway Legacy Christian of St. Louis, Missouri tomorrow. We'll talk with Coach Kurt Wells. Much more to go on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hour 3 after the break on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Well, there's no better place to be than right here. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us, and we really appreciate you. And we appreciate all of our radio stations carrying us throughout the Mountain State. Go to basketballnight.com. Go to our affiliates page. You'll find a station near you, including 
104.1 FM WEXS in Romney, 92.5 FM WZAC Madison, Danville, Charleston, 105.5 FM WQWE in Cowan and Hurt in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 91.5 FM WRSG Middleburn, 102.3 FM WMTD Hinton, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. WRNR Martinsburg. 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Matewan, Williamson, Belfry. 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX in Wheeling. 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY, Moundsville. And 101.1 FM, WVWPLP in Wayne. That's just a few of the stations that carry Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And we want to thank them so much for being part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Hey, we want you to follow us on Twitter, too, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Some folks that just joined us tonight. Pikeville High School, thank you for joining us. Uh, We also have Kanawha Regional Press, T. Tolliver. John, Reese Nichols, and Nicole M. Huffman. They're all now part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And hey, don't forget to follow us on Baseball Night WV on Twitter. Looking to take some classes but not sure you can make it to campus? Marshall offers a wide variety of online classes that fit your needs. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline and register today. Marshall offers more than 200 online courses, and undergraduate and graduate majors offered exclusively online. Are you waiting for the perfect time to get your degree? Now's the time. Visit marshall.edu slash muonline, where you'll find that Marshall is the right fit for you. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Hour three of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on this first Friday night in March. Ryan Epling alongside Rick Marone and Joe Linville. Happy to have you with us. We'll get a scoreboard update in a couple of moments because we have had some people staying on hold for us and we want to do our best to get them as quickly as possible. Ashley Dalton is an assistant coach with the Chapmanville boys team. They pick up a win tonight over Logan at Mingo Central High School for their fifth consecutive sectional championship. Coach Dalton joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, and Coach, we'll let Joe run this interview from here. Hey, Coach, uh, congratulations on the win. Uh, packed house on Minor Mountain. Uh, just give us your perspective on it. Everybody knew it was going to be a, you know, a nick and tuck, back and forth game, and the fans that showed up to watch it were not disappointed. Hey, Coach, you with us? That was the best setup we've ever given. <laughs> yeah, really. All right. Hey, Coach. <clears throat> he may have put us on hold. All right, I'm going to put Coach Dalton back into queue. They can kind of check on Coach Dalton uh, in, the, in the back. And we'll right now jump to Alan Osborne, head coach of the Polka Boys basketball team. 
They picked up a triple overtime win tonight in a in a great contest over Winfield, forty one thirty nine. Coach Osborne joins us now, and coach a, a nine five game at halftime. You're in the postseason. Some teams will hold the ball to give their teams the best chance to win. Winfield chose to do that tonight. They had some chances to win, but your team able to pull it out at the end. Yeah, I tell you, Winfield really had a really good game plan. They shortened the game, and it was two nothing in the first quarter. We were up <laughs> nine five to second at half, and, and um, you know it was twenty two twenty two. Kraft hit a three point. We thought we defended it really well. He caught one on the sideline and was falling out of bounds and hit a bank to three in from about 40 feet to tie the game up. <clears throat> and then in the first overtime, Ethan Payne made a free throw to tie the game up. And in uh, the second overtime, we were ahead, and Kincaid, kid from Winfield, scored a bucket. And, uh, and then we were down three in the third overtime with about 50 seconds left, and Isaac McNeely hit a big three. And Winfield come down and um, had a turnover, and we got the ball back. And Big Needy made a great play and drove and, and uh, hit Preston Bar for left with two seconds left. It was it was an exciting game and a great game to win. But you know we're very thankful, and very humble that we were able to pull it out. Winfield, you know, did what they thought they needed to do and and executed their game plan pretty good. And our kids were resilient and hung in there and. We had to make a lot of changes during the course of the game, and but uh, I'm really proud of them. And um, we're 32 minutes from Charleston. We got a tough opponent coming here Thursday, but we'll we'll start getting ready for those guys tomorrow and see what happens. Hey, coach, uh, you've seen teams in the past try to spread the ball out on you, but uh, also, could you give us a an update? I haven't heard in the last week or so on uh, you had a player injured there, uh, Rettinger. How how's he doing? Is he back in the lineup yet? Yeah, he's been back. He he was out, uh, guys, the first of February. He got back. He had a point going on, so he was out for about two weeks. And he's been back, and he you know he's doing really well. Made a couple, made a couple big free throws. Made a couple a really big basket tonight. And like I said, we had different guys step up. Uh, Nate Vance made two big free throws and had a tip in. Uh, you know, in the game just like it was tonight, you know, big plays are really important. We had some kids to it, but yeah, Noah's back and playing really well for us. And and um, like I said, he uh, we're, we're excited to have another chance. You know, Logan's really good, and we're really going to play well to even have a chance to beat him. We, they beat us in overtime over here, and uh, and um, you know, David Early's the real deal. There's no doubt about that. Exactly. Hey, Coach uh, Coach Marone here. Congratulations. Uh, uh, just uh, hey, I, hey, I don't think people realize. I mean, you go into a game like tonight. I mean, you have a game plan. You've prepared. You've got everything in line. And I have to think that it was not something that was probably on the radar when you go into a game. But if you could just share with people, like you said, you had to make some changes. You got to adjust on the fly, and your kids really did a nice job of doing that. Because when you get faced with a team that uh, takes that approach of holding the basketball, uh, it, it's a little different uh, different thing to deal with. Yeah, I tell you, Winfield, we were really. I mean, I'll be honest with you, we were surprised. Uh, they uh, they had played George Washington. Last week, and George Washington beat them 55-52, and they didn't. Even, they ran their offense, and it was really good defensively. And they'd been playing well, so we were we planned for their offense, the regular offense, and regular defense. And then they come out and they shortened the game, and 
And then we had to work on some traps, out of timeouts and things like that, and our kids listened and tried to do what we told them to do, which is a credit to them. And, and we were able to, you know, we led most of the game and had some chances, and Winfield had some chances to win, especially in the third overtime, but our kids just made some big plays. And But, yeah, it's hard. It really is. And got to give credit to our kids for listening, number one, and for doing it. That's <laughs> it, uh, obviously this time of year. Uh, you have to figure out ways to win in every type of uh, situation, and your team able to do that tonight. You mentioned that tough game with Logan coming up. They, Logan, as you said, beat you there in overtime during the regular season. Early was almost unstoppable on that particular night. You beat Logan last year uh, in in this same regional co final. I don't know that that necessarily carries over, but what does carry over? Expect it to be a heck of a game next week. Well, I don't think anything will carry over. I mean, they, they're, uh, we're a completely different team. We lost four starters from last year's team, and and uh, I know they've lost. Uh, they've got you know early back and a bunch of young kids coming in playing, and uh, so it's 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 really two different teams. Uh, and uh, but no, Logan will be ready to play. Coach Green does a good job, and you know we're going to have to do. Uh, we can't give up 42 points to David Early, and uh, expect to win. But uh, it's going to be an exciting game, and better get here early is all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Osborne, head coach of the Polka Dots, they defeat Winfield tonight 41-39 in triple overtime to win the Class AA Region 4 Section 1 Championship. Once again, congratulations on the victory tonight, Coach, and best wishes next week. Okay, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to go right back to the phone lines, and we're not going to do the whole setup, but we can just tell you. <laughs> Chapmanville beat Logan tonight at Mingo Central for the Section 2 championship in AA Region 4. Ashley Dalton is an assistant with Chapmanville. Coach Dalton joining us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And this is the part where I say, Joe, it's all yours. Hey, Coach, are you with us this time? Yeah, boy, we got you. All there right, good go. deal. We, we had this big intro, and they went to the phone line, and you were gone. But anyway, congratulations uh, on the win tonight. Uh, you know, I'm sure it was a packed house on uh, Minor Mountain. Talk a little bit about the game uh, from your perspective. Well, you know, anytime you it's a Logan-Chapmanville game, you know, it can uh, it can go either way. I mean, it's always a war, and, you know, when when you come into a game, it's really exciting. We, we I always come in from the Del Barton side because I like driving the interstate, but when uh, when we got up on the mountain, I mean, you're bumper to bumper, and you can see nothing but headlights and taillights for, for uh, looks like a mile. You know, people coming into the game, the excitement was going to be through the roof, and, you know, we had a war. Coach, uh, you know, like you said, it went right down to the wire. You guys kind of, you know, pulled it out, just stretched it out a little bit, but back and forth uh, the entire night. What was the difference in the game uh, between this one and the last time you played the Wildcats? Well, you know, any time that, that you put those kids on the floor, they, you know, their their whole careers they've grew up battling, you know, three times a year. Uh, you know, they know each other inside and out. Um, you know, Obina, the, the second time we played them, they beat us the first time. The second time, he you know, he got down sick. And then tonight we got in some foul trouble early. Uh, Mullins and, and Obina both was, you know, in, on the bench with foul trouble in the first half. You know, our bench stepped up really, really well. Uh, we felt, you know, going in in half and being up by three and, not having neither one of those guys almost the whole second quarter, you know, was 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 a whole lot of experience for us, and we thought that the young guys really stepped up really well. Sometimes you can you can almost take these games, analyze it down to key moments in this game. One of those happened in the fourth quarter. Your team was down by four. Logan had a shot from the corner for three that would have made it a seven point game. That did not fall on the opposite end. Mullins, you just mentioned, 
hits a three and gets fouled, makes a four-point play, ties the game. That was his first bucket of the game at that point, I do believe. That was a really big swing because that game could have finished completely different if that shot falls for Logan. Yes, sir, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and we watched them when they played when they, when they played the Scott game. You know, Slack hit several of those shots that he, he just happened to miss it. Uh, you know, it's one of those hold your breath times. Uh, when it didn't fall, then we knew we still had a fighting chance. And, you know, Phillip made a really big play. Uh, you know, then we go down and, and they miss another shot. And, and Andrew hit a corner shot and it kind of gave us just enough breathing room to where the way the clock worked out that, you know, at that point they had to start fouling. Coach, uh, with the win, you get a home court advantage with the Winfield next Thursday night. Uh, you guys have already faced them, uh, you know. What do you got to do to get prepared to, to knock them off one more time and earn a earn a chance of uh, possibly a three-peat in Charleston? Well, you know, Winfield's very well coached. Uh, they got some really good kids. They got a, a, a whole slew of shooters. Uh, you know, we just got to play our our type of basketball. Uh, we got to be assertive, you know, and, and it gives our seniors a, one more shot at the house. Uh, you know, we get to play home for one more game and, you know, we just got to be mentally and physically both prepared uh, to be strong because we know they're they're going to be there to battle, and you know we'll just have to give it our best shot and and see what happens. Ashley Dalton, assistant coach of the Chapmanville boys basketball team, fifth consecutive sectional championship with a win tonight over Logan. Congratulations to you, to Coach Napper, and the entire program at Chapmanville, that community that loves that basketball team so much. Congratulations tonight. Thanks, guys. All right, and uh, really, just a, that's a great ball game. As we mentioned, Joe, sometimes you look at it, you know, oh, okay, it's a six- or seven-point win for Chapmanville, but that was a razor-thin moment where that game could swing uh, in that game that could have easily gone Logan's favor. And it went back and forth all night. By the noise in the background, I almost bet I know where they're at. They're at Giovanni's I, I, in, in Chapman. Chapmanville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that – is, That's their home headquarters. It is a Friday night – it's a Friday night lights type of town, but it's a basketball one right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to love that. Yeah, and as you mentioned, uh, the kind of the pedigree they've got there with the state championships, find a way to win. They definitely want to be playing at home. They know Winfield's a dangerous ball club. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and if you're Polka, you're thinking, hey, we've survived this three overtimes, and what's our reward is we get Logan coming in, a team that beat us. So, Joe, you mentioned how tough that section is. I would even venture to say that region is also one of the most difficult. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and we knew this going in, going into March Madness. We knew it was going to be crazy competition. Speaking of madness, we already talked to the coach who won a triple overtime game tonight. So let's talk to a coach who won a double overtime game tonight. <laughs> He is John Haynes, Jr., head coach of the Kaiser Golden Tornado. They defeat Frankfurt tonight by one in double OT. And, Coach, how you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm finally getting to relax a little bit. It was crazy down there in short gap. That's, that's what you play for this time of year, though. That game obviously coming right down to the wire. You had a chance to win it in regulation. Uh, what we're unable to do so that can be a deflating type of way for a, a regulation game to end tell me how you're able to kind of get your team back together after those two late missed free throws well we're a senior oriented team and uh we've uh, we're kind of a football school but we've came together and the football players came together and we just fought to the end and we just like i said our seniors are always supportive and Get what's done. We got what's done tonight, and it was a great win. 
Uh, absolutely a great win. And Frankfurt's a very good basketball team as well. They're 20-3. and three. I know there's a lot of bragging rights there in Mineral County involved when those two teams get together. And really, from the outside looking in, they're both worthy of a lot of praise. So you get a home game now with North Marion. I think in your region, that home game is perhaps the most important region for getting that co-final home game because it seems like the trip across Route 50 can kind of take its toll on some teams. Well, speaking of Route 50, we had to do that on our way to Grafton to beat them. And, uh, yes, it does. It was very instrumental in us winning down there so we can have a home game. And like I said, our senior in the team and just having them to have one more one more game on our home court in Carolina Valley it means something special. I know uh, North Marion got us earlier in the year, but we're a totally different team, and uh, we're ready for the challenge. That should be a lot of fun at Kaiser coming up next week when the Golden Tornado hosts North Marion for a state tournament bid. Coach John Haynes, Jr. of the Kaiser Golden Tornado, thanks so much for joining us. Once again, congratulations on that win. and I think you might sleep pretty well once you're able to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Thank you all for the support <laughs> and recognition. All right, absolutely. Your kids and you deserve that after tonight's game. A great win tonight for Kaiser. We're going to have a side take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Kirk Wells, head coach of the Grace Christian girls basketball team. They're in a tournament championship of their own tomorrow. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk with our resident referee, Bo Anderson, at some point. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Don't forget to join us online. Voted this week's poll. Poll question this week is... Do you think there should be a mercy rule in West Virginia high school basketball? Do you think there should be a mercy rule in West Virginia high school basketball? Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll question on the right-hand side of the page. you got till 1145 tonight. Also, don't forget about the Daily Hoops Roundup, part of basketballnight.com. Every day, we recap the day's scores and send you an email with all of the scores of the day for teams all throughout West Virginia. You can go to our website, basketballnight.com, put your email address in, and we'll send you that every morning at 8 a.m. You can also visit basketballnight.com for the latest in scores, and we want you to be part of our score reporting team, too. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup, be part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Shout out to Nicole Huffman just joining us on Twitter and part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family along with Reese Nichols, John, Kanawha Regional Press, T. Tolliver, Pikeville High School, Eddie Bradley. They're all part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Many places that you can listen and watch Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Go to our affiliates page at basketballnight.com. Find a station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube.
This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. It's 11-18 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Tulsa Lady Rebel Coach Rick Marone. Sometimes I don't feel like I give you the proper introduction, Coach. I mean, you, you, you take so much time. You're here, and I, and I don't want to take you for granted, obviously, but we, we always appreciate – we know that you're, you're a busy person, and we greatly appreciate your time on Friday nights. Hey, I love being here, and uh, I still uh, have found my way here. You guys haven't, like, relocated and not told me. We couldn't do that. Uh, you know, I get pictures occasionally when I'm not able to be here. feels just like home no matter where I'm at. But, Coach, you give us a diff- different perspective, and, and you know a lot of these coaches and you – and as Ryan says, you know, a lot of these things you help bring together. So we Well, I'll tell you, anytime you can be a part of uh, basketball in whatever capacity, it's always a blessing. And uh, you do meet some wonderful people, and we get a, a chance to check in with them every week. Uh, I'm looking forward to the state tournament, too, just because you get to just – yeah, now with all these coronavirus scares, maybe we're supposed to just like <laughs> kick each other or something to say hello, so shake hands, or yeah, just elbow each other. But you know, I do. I look forward to you know, I, I get to see people that I only see once a year, once even a year. if it's a two to three minute conversation. I enjoy that uh, when, when it's oper- you know when the opportunity presents itself. I always meet people that we talk with on the show. Uh, you know, here and there, I haven't. I still there are so many people that we talk with all the time that I haven't even met yet in person. I look forward to that. Yeah, and there's people that you do get to see at that time. Uh, big shout out to a good friend of mine, a former coach at Chapmanville, John Ramey. Uh, uh, every year, we always kind of connect up there on Friday of uh, the girls' state tournament. Uh, coach Ramey used to coach when I first started, and uh, so uh, we've kept that going. So I always look forward to that every year and uh, uh, getting to touch base with everybody and having a presence there, Joe. I know me and right. you and. Uh, Ryan, all three enjoy kind of getting out amongst the masses, and the state tournament's the best place to do that. Hey, you get to see a lot of these coaches that we talk to over the phone. You get to meet them face-to-face, and a lot of these players as well, especially uh, it's enjoyable to go go and look up the standout athletes uh, the week that we've had, you know, just actually to, to put a face with a, with a person and, and a voice. And part of it, too, is uh, is that we, we do enjoy this program. <laughs> we, we have a lot of fun <laughs> with this show. We love basketball. We love bringing it to you, and just the way that we've been received by coaches and players over the past seven years is phenomenal and, and fellow media members as well. But, uh, you know, I think they understand what we're trying to do is to bring attention to them in their own way and, and in our way. And, and if and, we don't make it to see you, we'll be down on press row, stop by and say <laughs> hi, you know. Yeah. Form an orderly queue. No, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice, though. Uh, and it is. It's just, a good, it's just good to get to – to get to see everybody. And, you know, we'll talk with Kirk Wells in just a moment, head coach of the Grace Christian girls basketball team. But right now let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, someone who has been very familiar with the road to Charleston it, because one reason, it's, you pretty much just cross the bridge and you're there. He's, he but lives in Charleston. But, but nonetheless, too, they get to the straight tournament is Rick Green, head coach of the George Washington boys basketball team. Uh, they get a big win tonight, 69-54. Coach Green, welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate everything you guys do for us. It's, uh, it's, it's just great, and we appreciate you promoting basketball. Thank oh, great, you. Greatly, greatly appreciate that. And your basketball team beat St. Albans tonight, 69-54. That's a St. Albans team that's been playing pretty well. I, I, I'm sure that you know, can't, be, you know, can't be too unhappy about that win tonight. No, it's, no, it's a nice, really nice win. You know, this time of year, every win's good, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, as long as you're advancing. But, no, Coach England's doing a good job with that program at St. Albans. And, uh, 
you know, getting it turned around and getting it on solid footing, and I'm, I'm sure he'll just continue to keep improving it year after year. And it was a battle just for you to get to that game tonight because you had to beat South Charleston, and for the second time this year, it was a classic and a game you won two nights ago at home over South Charleston, 75-74. Um, you know, when those Canal Valley teams get together, sometimes the old adage is you can throw out the records. I don't know about that necessarily, but the quality of play was has been very good in your sectional, and that game was a, was a classic. No, it was a classic, and it is a, just, you know, one of the heated rivalries. Um like to say there's some love there. There was really not, probably not too much on either end. But it's a, it's a true, I'm not really think I like you very much rivalry. Um, and it's the way it comes down to most of our games. It, it really doesn't matter who might be having a better year or not. It's, if you can get them, then, you know, it kind of makes your year. And we were... Very fortunate. They, uh, South Charleston, Coach Daniel did a really good job with them. Uh, and we just made some plays the last two, two and a half minutes and hit some big free throws. Or uh, You wouldn't be talking to me. You'd be talking to somebody else. But our kids did a great job. And, Coach, as I mentioned, your team, no stranger to Charleston, now a home game with an opportunity to get back to the uh, state tournament. I know, uh, again, you're in Charleston, but I mean on the other side of the Canal River. And uh, nonetheless, you get Princeton coming into uh, George Washington next week. And tell me a little bit about what you expect from a Tigers ball club that I think has been a pleasant surprise for most people in Mercer County. Well, I think it has. And if you, you know, the score tonight, I believe it's accurate, it was Woodrow 68 and them 64 at the Armory. So yeah. that means they're playing pretty well. Uh, if you can go in the armory, you can play them close because Beckley's awfully good. I, they're going to be well coached. I've seen them play a couple of times. They played in our little general that uh, we host and work with at West Virginia State. So they're going to be very well coached. They have a couple of kids who can really shoot at their young guard. Uh, don't know all the names yet, but I'll probably know by them noon tomorrow. I have all the names <laughs> down. But uh, nice point guard, good quickness. Uh, and they're very aggressive, and they crash and play hard. And you know, you're trying to get to the Civic Center, and that's the way it should be. It should be two teams really going after it, so you can kind of be the last guy standing and get to the Civic Center. Hey, Coach! Uh, congratulations, uh, Coach Marone here. Uh, how how hard is it? I mean, I know you've got a, a good ball club, a lot of experience there, but you have the tough game the other night against a heated rival. You get that one point win, and then even though you know you're playing uh, that game tonight with uh, St. Albans, uh, uh, maybe a, a favored a bit, but uh, just to get that quick turnaround and be able to get a nice win tonight, coming off of a tough game, people don't realize I think how hard it is to keep that level. Well, it is, and we've we've like other teams stubbed our toes in those situations. You know, you you beat that big rival, and it's just an emotional high. And then you got, like you said, you got to turn around and be ready to go to play a really good St. Albans team. And it's a credit to our kids. Um, you know, they're kind of used to that. We have always tried to play. Well, I got it really. I played for Coach Aldridge, who's now passed away, and but. When he trained us, it was like, we'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime. <laughs> and that's kind of been what we've done since I've been at GW. You know, we try to play really good people. We play in Kentucky or play in Virginia. Um, and so I think that helps prepare you. And then during the year, you always want to play a back-to-back or, you know, have to turn around real quick and play somebody good from a scheduling standpoint. So I, we try to do all that from a coaching, but mainly it's the kids. It's the character and the quality of the kids to turn around and get refocused and to play. And we played well tonight. Um, we would have won. So it's just a credit to the kids more than anything else. 
a 10-game winning streak, so you're obviously playing good basketball. But in the midst of that, you're talking about back-to-back three-point wins and a one-point win in a course of three games. Uh, it's not been necessarily just a dominating, well-played uh, stretch for you, but it's been finding ways to win. And, and that's certainly, this time of year, that's what it's all about. Coach Rick Green of the George Washington Patriots. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, and best of luck next week. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, it. All right, and, and Coach Marone, you've been in that situation, too, and we'll get Kirk Wells in just a moment. But, uh, you know, sometimes you're on a roll, but you're not – running through people you're you're in dog fights night in night out yeah but i'm not so sure that's not even better because you know tournament play becomes a possession game a lot of stuff goes on during the regular season uh, and not maybe to the extreme of the winfield poker game tonight but brian you cover a lot of games uh, and i uh, tournament basketball is different i mean and it does come down to possessions it does come down to adjustments so coach green one of the great coaches in the state uh, and promotes the sport as well as anybody prepares his team people don't realize how you line that schedule up during the year isn't just by happenstance i know he has the conference things he has to deal with but you can see there's thought goes into it joe and i think that's helped him because you know that's a concern to come off a big win over south charleston and have to come back and bring it two days later and boy the patriots brought it and i think it goes to how they've been prepared i think you're right and i'll agree with you on that scheduling those coaches they study that on how what games what teams they play when logan this year for example tried to schedule all their away games early, and they had a lot of home games coming mm-hmm. down the stretch. Well, and Coach Green, uh, I, I agree. He talked about how he was trained by his former coaches. Uh, he plays any anybody anywhere, and he'll go any state anywhere. <laughs> Coach Green uh, backs it up. He doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. He's definitely someone who does a fantastic job of promoting basketball, as you mentioned, doing it both on and off the court. Uh, that family, that whole family yeah. does a good job. And, and, mm-hmm. and really, you know, sometimes – Teams or you know, schools or families even that are successful for long periods of time, it can be easy to uh, kind of almost seem <laughs> resentful toward them, but you, you do have to appreciate and respect everything they do. Well, when you do things the right way and you're, you're classy about what you do, I don't. the longer the better. Right. I, mean, I mean, basketball in West Virginia is better for the Green family, no question, and I can tell you, having been around it for a while, it's people like him and his family that uh, – that keep basketball what it is. They do a fantastic job. And someone else doing a fantastic job and thankfully hanging with us in here tonight. Kirk Wells is the head coach of the Grace Christian girls basketball team. We told you about them winning the West Virginia Christian Athletic Tournament, but they weren't done. They're they're at a national level tournament right now in Mount Vernon, Ohio, Mount Vernon Nazarene University. Coach Wells joins us now on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And, Coach, you're going to play for a championship tomorrow. Uh, yes, we are. You know, we face uh, Gateway Lake at Christian out in St. Louis at uh, 3 o'clock tomorrow. Tell me about your win today over Veritas Christian, New Jersey. Um, very physical game. Um, uh, we struggled scoring the ball. You know, it's thirty-seven, thirty-one. But um, our the you know defense wins games. Um, they have a Veritas has a girl that scored over two thousand points in her career, and um, Hayden Bailey and Carmen Bruton held her to eight points today, and that was huge for us. Um, took care of the ball down the stretch and just kind of mellowed some clock and uh, executed down the stretch and uh, was able to get out of there with a six-point win. How do you prepare for teams that you've never seen in person, never run across until now? And from a standpoint of 
when the teams in West Virginia that you play, you aren't familiar with. With these teams, you're getting snapshots and pieces of information. You don't necessarily get the full picture until you're out on the court playing. Right. You know, um, we was able to see uh, Veritas play yesterday. We played uh, right before them yesterday, played against the Lane Christian and got the win there. But um, we was able to see Veritas and get a little look at him. And, um, you know, I I try to stress to our girls, you know, let's not worry about what they're doing. Let's worry about what we're going to do, and we'll make the adjustments we have to to, to, to try to get this win. So um, it's about making the right adjustments. Uh, the girls, they – they they're they're dialed in and and uh, they they're the ones that get the credit. They make the plays. We make the calls. They make the plays. Gateway Legacy Christian beat Portersville Christian from Pennsylvania, thirty-seven twenty-three. Uh, that game was yesterday. So uh, coming up uh, today, a game or not today, but tomorrow, three o'clock, Mount Vernon Nazarene University in Mount Vernon, Ohio. It will be Grace Christian of Huntington, West Virginia, taking on Gateway of uh, Gateway Legacy Christian of St. Louis, Missouri for a championship. Kirk Wells, congratulations. We wish you and the girls nothing but the best tomorrow. And I think any, I think most people agree with us. Go win, a, go win a championship for West Virginia tomorrow. Well, hopefully we'll be bringing home some hardware and uh, be able to celebrate. So hopefully we can bring it home to you. Sounds good. That's Coach Kirk Wells of the Grace Christian Lady Soldiers. We've got to step aside take a break. When we come back, we will start working on our poll question. We won't have it, but we'll work on it. And we'll also have our resident referee, Bo Anderson, and a little bit later on, cause time. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're, of course, on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. We're going to tell you about a few of those here in just a few moments. You can go to basketballnight.com and find our affiliates page, and you can find the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to BasketballNight.com. Just click to watch. On Facebook Live, you can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Hoops Roundup. And we're on Periscope. Of course, Twitter.com forward slash Hoops underscore Roundup. Big thank you to 104.1 FM, WVXS, and Romney 92.5 FM, WZAC, Madison, Danville, Charleston. 105.5 FM, WKQV, Cowan. And heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn, 102.3 FM, WMTD, Hinton, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, WRNR, Martinsburg, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Matewan, Williamson, Belfry, 1600 AM, 98.1 FM, WKKX, Wheeling, 1370 AM, 97.7 FM, WVLY, Moundsville. 101.1 101.1 FM WVWPLP in Wayne. We'll tell you about more stations in the next break. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. A big thank you to Eddie Bradley, the real Wilbon, Jeffrey Peel, Corey Biden, Angie Moore, Craig Rybon, and Reed Carrier. They're part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. 
celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11.34 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Rick Marone and Joe Linville. Joe's going to lead a little segment for us here with a couple of clips in just a moment. We're going to let them get uh, have a chance to get that ready in the back, but we're going to put them to work in the back again with a kind of a surprise. You know what? They're already ready. Holy oh, cow. So okay, we're going to do that first? Let's do that first. All, All right. right. That, hey, they're, they're, they're great. We don't doubt them. It's just we throw things at them sometimes. And <laughs> we don't expect them to know right where we're going. Anyway, what I wanted to share uh, earlier in the week on uh, Tuesday night, I, I've been to so many basketball games this week. I, but anyway, Scott and Lincoln County were playing. Right before, at, at the end of the second quarter, uh, we'll go ahead and run the clip. Jace Tully from Over Lincoln two. County. Gator wide open and off the glass Scott scores. And, and let's go ahead. And let's... For the first half. Whoa! <laughs> it didn't count. He made that. He made the wow, basket. I didn't see it. I he did not even see it. I had looked down to, was... to write the, the Scott player score into my scorebook and uh and nathan bush said oh my gosh he he's one and he and he makes it but as you'll notice the lights on the backboard had just came on when he got rid of the ball i mean it was a split second but it was a heck of a, a play by lincoln county's jace tully it wasn't quite the bruce moore's 89 feet 10 <laughs> inches but it wasn't <laughs> that far off it was either. pretty it was, daggone close it was, it was probably we got 80 it was, to yeah, 80 it was close <laughs> it was and, close to it and then a, and another great shot uh, by john john hamilton a senior from Scott in the Logan game on uh, Wednesday night, the next very very next night, uh, he heaved one there almost half court. So we'll just go Cal, ahead and run that. Clerk. Get an easy shot inside, but Scott, good job on the help defense that time. Chris Kidd announced for higher. Four seconds to try to make something happen here on the inbound. Hamilton has it. Takes a couple of dribbles, and he's going to take the jump shot from half court. He will go. And so uh, another great shot, two great plays back-to-back. And, uh, of course, you know, both teams that made those shots, unfortunately, went on to lose that particular not, night. But it's just great to see, you know, these kids making these kind of shots. You know, sometimes they're lucky. Sometimes they're uh, a little skill involved. The games in that sectional played at Chapman, they were just throwing them in from everywhere, yeah, weren't they? Exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's what we like. Though. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, a great atmosphere there. You could tell, and of course, Joe, you and Chris, and everybody does a great job of bringing that to the folks. And video quality, great. Uh, you know, there's some. I won't give free plugs to everybody, oh, but I've there's got some to give really. A plug. Well, there's I've some got really. I've got to give a plug to Butch because uh, video, video productions. productions. I, oh, let's just throw it out there. But uh, <laughs> Butch Mount's a good friend of the program. Uh, we've worked with him for several years, uh, even before video productions. Right. But uh, they do an awesome job, and so I think it's a way for people to access these games from their home and watch exciting basketball at a high quality. It's very high quality. It's just like you know watching it. You know, the announcers are great too. That's right. You know, <laughs> we. I tell you what, it, it just adds to the atmosphere and you know a lot of people just can't get out and get to the ball games and this is a great way uh, i know there's a lot of like elderly people that would love to come to games that just can't there's make it multiple out. games on there too if you go to their oh, yeah. site they're on the same nights they can be doing multiple games they it's were awesome. tonight they were in minor mountain they were in bluefield you know they're like yep. you said they're all they were in charleston doing the gw game yep. so again thanks to butch mounts and uh, video productions for providing that video Absolutely, yeah, and, and, and it does. Yeah, they, they they do a good job of bringing basketball to people who can't necessarily get out and get to games, and for for the variety of reasons. And uh, you look at the games they tend to cover, and 
you can't say they're hurting attendance because there's no, no room for anyone to get else to get in anyway. No, I don't. I don't agree with that anyway, and that's uh, for another day. But right. uh, I think whether it's radio or video, uh, being uh, working in a high school, I, it does nothing but promote your programs. People that say they don't want to broadcast them because of attendance. No, no, no. I think it brings exposure, and people want to come. And a lot of those games are on the road. What about all the people that are at home that can't travel? Right. Now they're tuning in and able to access content. And maybe they'll come to the next game I'm because of what you. they so saw. Any I mean, PR for a program is good PR, as they say. Yeah, so. If you're out of sight, you're out of mind. That's right. That's just how I'm it is. I'm with you. Yep. And I hope George Barker, uh, who is the regional or the director for that section, is listening because he really ramped up the, the, the broadcast fees this year because he felt like that hurt the attendance. Every night was standing room only. I have talked to George for you. <laughs> George and I are pretty I'll put tight. Put in a word for you. Okay, Any, anything will help. Hey, this is the beautiful thing, though, is that we can disagree on things like exactly. that. But we, it's 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 a small thing in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. Just, you don't you don't throw away the everything else you have in common for the one thing you disagree with. That's uh, that's called being an adult. We we, need, we all we all do a pretty good job. We're that, that way sometimes. Yeah, every now and then. <laughs> But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, let's do a, let's do a resident referee segment right now. So let's just go ahead and bring in Bo Anderson. We're out of time, Bo. Nice talking to you. All right, camera. <laughs> Only twenty seven minutes. I mean, come on. I mean, you got to earn your bones around here. You can't come in with twenty seven minutes. You're the Iron Man. You get your own intro music. Twenty seven minutes. He's not Bo? even the Iron Man tonight. You're not even Iron Man tonight, Bo. Well, I still feel good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, Coach, it's like when you, when you have a game where your team plays really well and you know they're prepared and they take it to the court, you feel real good. I bet Bo had a really good game officiating tonight. Yeah. No, I actually just went to watch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss a call, did you? <laughs> I, I didn't miss anything tonight. <laughs> Bo, we always appreciate our resident referee segments, and uh, we were happy to have you in studio with us last week. Know you're back out on the road though tonight, and uh, uh, thankful that you were able to take the time to join us tonight. We didn't get a Bo knows question from you last week, so because we were we were tight on time, Coach Marone. We had like eight people ready to go. Oh, yeah. so we're tight on time. We're tight again. on time again tonight. <laughs> but I love the Bo knows segment. So Bo, hit us with it. All right. Uh, well, uh, we have a A1 going in for a layup, and uh, he goes up, releases the ball, and uh, B1, uh, the ball hits the backboard, comes down on the rim, and B1 jumps up and attempts to block the shot, and then the attempt, he smacks the backboard so hard that it vibrates the ball out. Uh, so uh, my question will be, uh, what will you have? And you know, I'll leave that answer for next week. Hey, Bo, I know the answer because I saw it happen two nights ago. Well, you may have seen it happen, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll see. If, okay, we'll wait. Way. We'll wait till next week to see if your answer is the way the officials called it at the game. How's that? <laughs> And you'll that's do it from long distance because you'll be right. in Charleston with me. I'll be at the service center. <laughs> my, my initial thought before we let you go, Bo, and uh, you know. Because we're, we are tight on time again. But uh, my initial thought is you've got two things that it could be. I'm not saying it is, but two things that it could be in my little simple mind is that you get goal 10 or you get a technical for sliding the backboard. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll find out next week. 
Bo, thanks so much for joining us. And seriously, thanks for always hanging in there with us. We know we give you a rough time with the Iron Man thing, but it just it helps things go, and we appreciate everything you do for us. Hey, no problem. I get it on the court. I get it on the radio show. Hey, what, what, what else you got big shoulders. Uh, yeah, yeah. At least you're getting yelled at by the friendly folks tonight. So that, that's always a good thing, right? Absolutely. Uh, it's better than I get yelled at people I know. <laughs> there, there you go. That's our resident referee, Bo Anderson. We've got to step aside take a break. When we come back, a final scoreboard update, and I will give you the girls' state tournament pairings finally in their, in their full, in full, because I haven't done that yet, believe it or not. And uh, we'll have Rick Kozlowski for cause time. And a poll question. we got to get out of here now so we can get back and do it all. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night Scoreboard. Watch our live high-definition video stream by going to BasketballNight.com. Takes just one click to watch. Listen online with any computer or mobile device by clicking the Listen Live tab. And, of course, become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. We want to hear from you. We want to hear about your games, your teams, and your fans. Big thank you to all of our radio affiliates out there, including 92.3 FM WYRC Spencer, 103.7 FM WQWV and Fisher, 92.5 FM WTHMLV Ravenswood Ripley, 106.7 FM WHFI Linside, 93.9 FM WRRR St. Mary's, 104.5 FM WASPLP Huntington, 1290 AM, 101.9 FM WVOW Logan. 101.7 FM WYAPLP Clay, 98.5 FM, 101.5 FM WQAZ Edmund Beckley, 90.7 FM WFGH Fort Gay, 950 AM WVES Charleston and Marshall University's flagship station, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash hoops roundup on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11.45 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We are just about to wrap things up here on this March 6th edition of the program. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Joe Linville with you. And before we get too deep, let's just go ahead and knock out our poll question. So let's send it over to the score desk to Landon Mitchell. Thanks, guys. Last week's poll question was, do you think there should be a mercy rule in WV high school basketball? 59% of you said no, while 41% of you said yes. 
This week's poll question is, which classification are you most looking forward to in the state tournament? Single A, double A, or triple A? Go to basketballnight.com to cast your vote. Oh, Landon, you left out the most important part. The boys tournament. Boys tournament, guys. It's <laughs> clarify West Virginia boys tournament. There you go. My my mistake. It's okay. It's, it's, it's from perfectly Ottawa. okay. What, what <laughs> no, hey, we greatly appreciate uh, all the work that Landon does here as well. And even though I called him West, we still want. And we, it's a running joke, but no, we do. Uh, we do appreciate the work yeah. that he does here as well. So a big thanks to Landon for all he does. And um, yeah, it is. It's easy to forget that one little detail, but that's that's the <laughs> that's that was the key one. Yeah. Yeah. Boys or girls, you know, right. you got a lot going on right now. And I honestly think there are seven teams capable of winning the boys' state championship, and uh, they're not all going to make it to Charleston because Polka or Logan one won't make it. But um, I think you know before we get too deep into it. Because uh, again, the regionals are next week. But I think if you look at it, Chapmanville can win it. Logan Polka can win it. Robert C. Berg can win it. Bluefield can win it. Mm-hmm. Shady Spring can win it. That, that's six right there. There's a lot of depth in that way. double A is going to be wide open. You and, better bring your A game. Exactly. And as uh, you know, as North Marion will tell you, anybody from that area don't count out a Dave Rett and Coach Basketball team the same in thing. The way that they have come on at the end of the year, they started out struggled, but. He's got them ready, and uh, they're going to be hosting a regional game. <laughs> Did you think you'd be saying that earlier right. this year? And I tell you what, I'm sure if they get through, they're going to be a lower seed. I don't know that you want to see them in the first round. No, I think that I think it's going to make some excellent matchups. I think they're. I think AAA University has separated itself, but jump shooting teams can be had in That's Charleston right. on a given on a given day. Uh, in single A, Williamstown seems to be um, the, the most consistent. But again, they had a two-point win in Naugatuck, so that tells me that it that they can be had mm-hmm. as well on any given day. I, again, just enjoy it, y'all, because this <laughs> is this is the the most wonderful time of year for that. We're going to get to cause time in just a minute. Before we do a scoreboard update, though, I do want to give you the girls' state tournament schedule because I, I need to do that. I just haven't done that. I want to do it right now. We'll start with class single. No, let's start with AAA. Let's start with class AAA. Um, the matchups Wednesday at 11:15 a.m. It will be number seven seed Morgantown taking on number two seed Woodrow Wilson. Then at 7:15 Wednesday night, it will be number eight Spring Mills taking on number one Parkersburg. And as Musselman, we talked about them maybe being able to break through for the first time, but unable to get to the girls' state tournament this year. Also in AAA quarterfinal round action Thursday at 11:15. Number five University takes on number four Cabell Midland, and then at seven fifteen, number six Martinsburg takes on number three Greenbrier East. They played earlier this year in Fairly. It did not go well for Martinsburg, but that's still a very good basketball team at eighteen and five. And I think that they'll be uh, a little more ready to go this time around against the Governor's Ball Club. Yeah, and don't sell uh, Morgantown short by any means. Coach White's done a great job, but you could have a semifinal with Woodrow Greenbrier East. Another uh, matchup uh, there. Yeah, that's a whole other story there, but uh, that's an interesting uh, angle on that as well. Absolutely. That could be a, a, a game as well. <laughs> the double A opening round games. Wednesday morning, the tournament tip off will be number six, Pike View, against number three, Fairmont Senior. The second game will be at one o'clock in the double A girls semifinals. Number seven, West Side. Number two, Winfield. At the 5.30 game will be number 8 Bridgeport and number 1 North Marion. And the 9 o'clock nightcap Wednesday night, I'm looking forward to this one. Number 5 Nitro, number 4 Lincoln. 
Bailey Goins will make her state tournament debut, and she'll do it against Rob Hawkins Ball Club, which has been there, done that before. <laughs> so that should be a lot of fun as well. And the girls' class single A games Thursday morning, 9.30. It will be number three, Gilmer County, against number six, Wheeling Central. That should be a good matchup there. Game two will be at 1 o'clock between undefeated Parkersburg Catholic, the number two seed, against number seven seed, Tucker County, 5.30. On Thursday evening, it will be number one, Huntington St. Joe, against number eight, St. Mary's. And then game four, the night cap to Thursday night. This is an interesting game, too. This is the game I would like to go to. Number four, Pocahontas County, and number five, Summers County. Summers County had a dogfight in their regional game to come from behind and beat Charleston Catholic in overtime. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. And I think Pocahontas, another team with the pedigree of being in the state tournament, uh, that's going to be an exciting game. You expect those four or five games uh, to be that way, and I think it, that'll live up to the billing. The difference in a four and a five seed is the jersey color. Yep, that's exactly. It. <laughs> and uh, Coach Marone, let's knock out a scoreboard real fast before we get going here too far. Looking for scores, look no more. All these are finals, and all these are sectional finals. And on the boys' side only, uh, the girls are off till state tournament time. First up in Class AAA, John Marshall falls to Wheeling Park. Wheeling Park wins 65-38. University, a big win over Morgantown, 108-57. Martinsburg, the Bulldogs, 65-53 winners over Hedgesville. Washington Patriots get the upset over Jefferson, 73-72 in that one. George Washington, 69. St. Albans, 54. Woodrow Wilson, 68. Princeton, 64. Parkersburg South. Hits 13 threes. They get a big win over Parkersburg, 71-51. Cabell Midland, a dogfight. They scored late in the game, 58-57 over Spring Valley in that one. Kaiser goes on the road to short gap, gets a win, 71-70 over Frankfurt in overtime. North Marion falls to Fairmont Senior. The Polar Bears will be hosting a regional. They win 57-51. Bridgeport falls to Robert C. Bird as their winning streak continues. Coach Bennett's crew, 45-35 winners over Bridgeport. Lewis County, the Minutemen, on the road. They beat Braxton County, 72-57. Shady Spring falls to Bluefield. The Beavers, 80. Shady Spring, 64. Polka in three overtimes, 41-39 winners over Winfield. Halftime score in that one, 9-5. Polka in the lead of that one. Logan. Makes it a good ball game, but Chapmill gets 57-51 win over the Wildcats. That sends Logan to Polka next week for a regional matchup. Wheeling Central gets a win over Cameron, 63-56. Magnolia wins on a three-pointer, 62-59 over St. Mary's. In that one, Pendleton County, 61. Moorefield, 56. Greater Beckley and Mount Buell try and get that one done tomorrow. Williamstown undefeated. They stay undefeated, 64-42 over Parkersburg Catholic. And Tug Valley gets a 65-56 to win over the Van Bulldogs. And, Ryan, all those teams will advance. Those are sectional finals. And a few little loose ends to tie up to get a full slate. Absolutely. And, and real fast, Williamstown did lose one game. They snuck a loss in their odds against Beverly Fort Fry from Ohio. And it was like a two-point game, I believe. So, and and it did. It, 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 it I think it was a Saturday or maybe a Monday game. And, and, you know, we'll be completely upfront and honest. We follow this, but you can sneak something by us early in a week before the show. You know, we talked to Coach Osborne a little bit ago. He said he'd kind of forgot about that regional game last year with Logan. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Logan has not <laughs> forgotten about their loss last year. You know, David Early, you know, uh, the recruit coming to Marshall, he's never been to Charleston to play 
uh, in the state tournament, and Logan has a goal to uh, to get there. So it ought to be a great game. Runs as through well. Putnam County. That's right. <laughs> should be that should be a great game, and whoever wins will earn a state tournament berth. Oh, there are no sure. no berths given out. No. Uh, really anywhere in Double A the way this worked out this particular year. It's time for cause time on basketball Friday night in West Virginia as we go to our good buddy Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. You know, you can't go wrong with Martina McBride. You're our shooting star, well, Rick. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I uh, will admit, I am not very familiar with that song. <laughs> yet, 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 I did see Martina McBride in concert several years ago after a Washington Nationals game. But, again, I am not very familiar with that song. Well, so, I, but anyway. I think she's anyway, an artist that transcends so, having to know the music. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, I was listening to you guys talking about how close the double-A state tournament is going to be, and someone said, in the double-A tournament, you have to bring your A game. So we talk about class A or class double-A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, you can't slip anything about Rick Kozlowski. <laughs> Keeping us honest. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Hey, we are doing fantastic. We are... Uh, I think we're still celebrating the 100th episode from last week. You know, ironically, this is the 100th live episode of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. There's one that was out there that was not live. We had one that was a quote-unquote best of, and we had to do that on the fly back in January of 2016 because there was a state of emergency for the entire state and about a foot and a half of snow all over the place, and we just weren't able to do a show that night. But uh, Marcus Constantino, Fred Dameron, the crew, they they made it happen anyway. Somehow doing a show that is focused on live, up-to-the-minute updates and being able to pull out a show for three hours and take cuts out of it and not make it, you know, not put a scoreboard in there from two weeks ago (laughs) or whenever, and they made it work. So here we are. This place, you guys just do an absolute fantastic job. And and you even let me... Be a, be a part of it. That's exactly right. You are a part of this. Yeah, well, it is, and we appreciate that too. Because uh, again, you bring a whole lot to this. You bring a little levity to the end of the show, and and that's always a welcome thing. Because you know, we always talk about sometimes people take these things too seriously. We enjoy them. We we are competitive people by nature. But my goodness, we you know, grand scheme of things, we're just looking to to have a good time. So you're having a good time. The Washington Patriots beating Jefferson tonight. That's a minor upset even though uh, those two teams are very similar in caliber and the score reflects that. So Washington will have a home game for a state tournament bid next week. Well, I'm not going to necessarily say it's an upset or a minor upset or anything else. You know, Ever since Jefferson reached the state AP poll at number 10, they've lost six straight games, and they've just been skidding and skidding and skidding. Washington, on the other hand, they're playing under the third coach in three years. You know, that, that's not a whole lot of continuity, but I think I've seen lots of growth in that team as they've headed down the stretch. And when you look at this Washington team, one of the, uh, there's no question, they are the biggest team from a physical stature on the Eastern Panhandle. 
And I think uh, that really came in handy down the stretch of their game tonight. A uh, couple of big plays by their big center in, in the last minute, and you know, that kind of clinched it. And Now they're going to have a challenge against uh, Hedgesville, certainly. Hedgesville, a, a quality team. Uh, just can't seem to beat Martinsburg this year, but uh, quality, quality team. And, you know, it's, you know, that's a game I'm looking forward to, to be honest. I was going to say Martinsburg and Hedgesville played for the 29th time tonight. Seems like. <laughs> Feels like it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what. Uh, my, did, uh, did Teddy Marshall have a night for Martinsburg? 31 points. At one point, he hit uh, four straight three-pointers. And then at the end of the first half, he banks in about a 30-footer, gets fouled, converts a four-point play, finishes <laughs> off his first first half with 19 points. Hedgesville had 18 points at halftime, so it was Marshall 19, Hedgesville <laughs> wow. 18. Wow. What a game. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a fantastic night. That's a fantastic basketball player. Looking forward to seeing how this all runs out. And it should be a lot of fun as we get into uh, regional play next week, girls' state tournament next week, boys' state tournament in two weeks. Rick, always a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh, seeing you here soon. Yeah, I uh, you know certainly hope that that's the case. I don't want to talk uh, about right, uh, right. something that's that's out there, but uh, you know I you know I I'm, I'm really looking forward to coming down to, to the state tournament in oh, two weeks. All right, back next week with basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.